sadly have introduction introduction <laughs> episode 10 hey, we're folks. sorry sorry about last week this is the golden voice and the laugh man <laughs> Bringing it to you live. All right, so in all seriousness, episode 10, this is a big one for us. We made it to 10 episodes. We officially have, I think, 21 uh, listeners, according to the... Amazing. Uh, according to if the, you had told me at 10 we would have had four, <laughs> I would have been happy. Well, what's funny is if you look at the data on the iTunes chart, it shows you that 21 devices are listening. Mm-hmm. 81% of those devices, I don't know where that number comes from, are subscribed, mm-hmm. so there are there are these hanger-ons that just listen and don't subscribe. Mm-hmm. But you also have to factor in there are some people, probably like your mom, that listen through SoundCloud sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know what the number is. But don't we, need to know. I'm happy. We made it to 10. We had some fun. We re- very little, if anything, covered this episode because it's a dog it's a shit episode. shit fucking episode, for sure. But we did have fun. We talked a little bit uh, more. David Chase, we're sorry. But this was your shittiest episode. I doubt. I doubt he had anything. To he could be the one. one. He probably had stomach flu when they wrote this one and just missed it. Yeah. But we covered some more uh, ground on the Andy Griffith uh, porno parody. <laughs> too much ground. Probably but... a little too much. <laughs> but that's an ongoing thing until we until we cast it. We can't really stop. This is what's going to make us our millions. It could be. We uh, we it's it, it was a two hour episode. We we covered a lot of territory. It's important though. It's the tenth. It's we, a big one. We told some stories. You mm-hmm. uh, brought up my nine year old shame for uh, talking about fat people at the a ventriloquist shame. Uh, we had it all. We had the va- we, a lot of Vegas. Vegas heavy because Vegas is coming because you're going this and, Friday and for episode probably. And you better bring back good stories. I am hoping for episode eleven to have some good tales of of like Vegas. I honestly feel like you should take a diary. With you, I'll just turn Vegas. record on and I'll I'll try and document that I'll, I'll just, video uh, document. I'm or sure you have uh, notes. I'll get, get a scratch pad and just write down things as they come to me. Perfect. I'll stay sober the whole time so I can really pay attention. Definitely to won't all. happen. In fact, I don't <laughs> want it to. So, uh, yeah. But anyways, this was episode ten. This was a big one. We've made it to ten. Many more to come. We uh, we've made plans on this episode to possibly do a facebook live episode when we go to los angeles in july don't think it's possible i think we're gonna do it it's gonna be pretty rad if we pull that off we're gonna we're gonna pull it off i do tend to worry if we freeze up in front of a live audience i i think you should know that i'm not one that freezes up on a facebook live audience that's true so long as we're supercharged with tequila and good beer we're good anytime okay for those who know me and you've seen my Facebook Live videos that are pertinent to Georgia football. Right. Never been sober. <laughs> Just so you know. Really? Uh, no. <laughs> not one. I mean, there's been times where I was like, sober enough to go, like, get gas? Yeah. But my, probably not. My favorite video uh-huh. is the one, it's from the big game with Alabama. Oh. When well, you're, you're walking, taking it there. When, when you're Down walking the around outside. Yeah. We here. We here. <laughs> Loyalty got loyalty. It's on my DNA. So I don't Kendrick. know that song. Yeah, but I just—it's stuck in your 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 parody of it is stuck in my brain. Well, that was Kendrick, and it was playing outside. It wasn't like I just popped off with some Kendrick Lamar and did a live video. But, but it's, it's the strut and the attitude and the Elvis glasses. That's and I have sad news there. I'll, I'll put it out there. They broke. Oh no. So I'm debating. There's a great store. 
called um, Spencer Gifts. Well, I know, but where you could probably so go here, find a new pair during this intro. I'll throw it out there because <laughs> most of the people that are listening know those glasses. Yeah, uh, I bought those. Gla- I, I bought those glasses. They came in conjunction with a massage chair that you see over there. I do see fifty bucks. She said she'd sell me that massage chair, and I said throw in these glasses. She and she was done. <laughs> because those glasses are fucking worthless. They're yeah. Just beyond worthless. They used yeah. to have Elvis sideburns hanging off the side of them. Should have left that. They weren't there. They were gone. Oh, They're long okay. gone. Uh, did some research. Went to Amazon. Put in Elvis glasses. Turns out you can buy those same shades that broke for $7. Yeah. Sometimes cheaper, but there's like a better version for 7 to $10. Or I could super glue the pair that got me through last season back together. Part of me feels like that was last season. Yeah. A season that ended in severe heart heartache for me. Maybe you should start fresh this season with like some Groucho Marx glasses. No, it's always going to be Elvis <laughs> Shades. Always going to be TCB. But here's the thing. You go, you do an Amazon search. Yeah, there's the seven, three, three to ten dollar range. Yeah. Or you can buy legitimate Elvis Shades for 200 bucks. Legitimate how? They're real. They're not like the shitty fucking made it party city plastic. These are right, like, but le- like legitimate. But Elvis didn't wear them. No, he didn't wear them. But these are like if Ray Ban was gonna make Elvis shades, yeah. this is what they would be. So uh, we're looking for sponsors. If anybody, we'll start a Patreon. No, I want to do a GoFundMe on this bullshit. I had this okay. conversation today. People get GoFundMe's for the dumbest fucking reasons now. Man. I just want to be honest with people. Like cancer and stuff. Right. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. Sure. But. <laughs> You really hit me hard on the undercut there, but I love it. I love it. But my point is, like, people ask for dumb shit all the time. I need new TCB glass. All right. Don't have a lot of money? Help me. We'll 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 put the GoFundMe together and we'll we'll leak it on episode eleven. People can start contributing. Done. Regardless, though, I do want to say last thing I might say. Thank you, to even if it's twenty four, and I hope that by the time we get to a hundred, it's twenty four thousand, maybe more. That'd be rad. That would be rad. We did this not to really get all the followers, just because I have a fucking great time doing this. Yeah, if anything, I, I said this to uh, Rusty. Mm-hmm. It's like, we really just do this for our own amusement. Yeah. If anybody listens, that's that's that comes second. Yeah, and that's what it should be. Anything that's ever been hyper successful should probably and has probably started with, shit, man, I'm just having a good time doing this. Yeah. I, I want to look back and be like, when, when advertisers and people are requiring things of us. Yeah. And be like, man, this was so much more fun when we didn't have any of this bullshit. God, when I have to sign paperwork all day, this was a lot more entertaining. And then we'll say, yeah, but we didn't have jet skis and brand new cars and houses that are paid for. So we I guess Riley a- Reed's number on speed dial back then. <laughs> that is the goal. It's worth it. We want to have as many porno stars as we can listening to this. And, uh, and on our payroll. On gonna, our payroll. They're going to be like the uh, the the uh, the director of photography that that called Matt. Matt Stone and Trey Parker to wanted to be part of Team America. Yeah. The porn stars are going to come to us. Like we want to be part of the Andy Griffith porno parody. Even if that doesn't work, we feel like y'all have the mind state to to write other stuff for us. <laughs> We've been kind of pigeonholed with the anal and just the kind of sporadic babysitter stuff. Yeah. We think y'all might be able to put us into a different territory. But regardless. Love you guys. It's been a blast. We're going to do as many of these as we possibly can thank for you as for, long as we can. Thank you for making it to 10. Enjoy 10, and we'll see you next week for 11. Holla!
rock and roll. Damn it, man. Call me <laughs> This is a weird intro. Did I tell you? Well, we're not doing an intro. This is just the episode. No, I mean, like, just generally. Did I tell you I watched Point Break recently? I think you've been holding that one. I love Point Break. Never seen it all the way through. Really? Never. Oh, man. Point Break is the movie that taught me the word fuck. I remember I was four years old, maybe five. Yeah. And me and my neighborhood friend, Robbie, had toy, like, uh, cap guns. Mm. And we pretended to rob a bank. And my, I think one of my parents heard me say the words, give me the fucking money. Oh, man. And I was like, yeah, it came from Point Break. Could have easily just come from then. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, you couldn't have said that, but. Uh, or maybe you could. Well, yeah, I think they watched their language more so with me, and then maybe they let they relaxed a little bit with Brian, and then when Banks came along, it's just like. All hands off deck. Eh, we're going to just say whatever. <laughs> It always gets a good laugh when it's like, when I was 17, you guys had me do a uh, a, uh, uh, a celibacy promise ceremony with a promise ring to wait till marriage. And with Banks, it's like, here's a condom, be home by midnight. Is this true? <laughs> that The, the ceremony part? part? Yeah. It was, a youth, it was a youth group thing. It was Even a, I didn't do that, bro. I know. <laughs> I, had a, I had a Hebrew ring, promise to wait. Where is it at? Uh, it's been given to Adelaide. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I know that the first one I had, I was a, I was still fat. Did it just burn off? No. When, when you finally did not wait. To no. What I forget what they called that. Promise ring. Yeah, but but it was like a love waits ceremony. Like oh wait till God. you're married. That is that is some like ritualistic fucking. <laughs> it is. Craziness. It was weird because it was like this big group of youth group kids having like a. A pseudo wedding ceremony where your parents give you a a ring inscribed in Hebrew that that says "I am hers and she is mine." Oh, really hammering home the idea of marriage at, at an early age. Here's to ten. Oh yeah, this is ten. This is we made it. <clears throat> the check. This, this is when the checks start coming. Yeah, that or we said we are not editing anything tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All bets are off. If you've ever been offended, you better stop listening now. Because we've had <clears throat> tequila, tequila, chicken wings, <laughs> beers, no, french fries. There will be no food interruptions because we already had it. But there's probably going to be a pee-pee and a poo-poo interruption or two. The laughing man laughs at the poo-poo and the pee-pee. <laughs> hey, you're here with the golden voice and the laugh man. <laughs> bringing you all the hits of today. Coming up next, we've got Shinedown. Oh, I like Shinedown. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like that one. They remade Simple Man. I think every every Shinedown is the band I couldn't remember that opened before Godsmack. <laughs> Godsmack. Can't believe you're at a show where Godsmack played. Oh, that just... being said, I went and saw the God Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hmm. And this was way after their prime. And I could I didn't know anything about it. And we got there, had a bunch of some kind of mixed drink. It was awful, but it worked. And we get in there. Who was the opening act? For the red hot chili peppers. And I wanna circa oh five. Oh, I don't I don't know. You're not gonna get it. You want me to just get it out there? Uh I'm guessing I'm gonna guess like a, a punk band with a girl singer. Not even close. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I knew that. And he played. I had friends that went to that show. He, he played about, at best, four songs. 
And they weren't even like hits. Yeah. They were just someone was hitting a beat and he would smoke a blunt and the place would go cra- crazy because he was smoking on stage. Yeah. Oh. oh, marijuana. And then he would throw he was throwing what looked like blunts off the stage. And I, everyone in the back of Lakewood was like, "Oh fuck, man, they're getting smoked." I was like, "That he's fucking throwing Swisher sweets off the front of the stage. <laughs> That's not you're not getting the real thing. He's not throwing Snoop's weed off he the front of the stage. He wants to leave the state. Yeah, and that, he's not gonna get to if he's just throwing <laughs> marijuana in the crowd. You do <laughs> just do quick sidebar. I also went and saw Ben Harper at Lakewood. No, Chastain Park Amphitheater. I'm gonna say Chastain's more of a Ben Harper. Crowd. Yeah, and I love Ben Harper, but at very different concerts. But the opener was, was Damian Marley, right? Bob's son, his, okay, young, his okay. youngest son. And I was like, okay, you know, I don't know a lot of any, any of his music. I certainly know his father's, right? They come out on stage. It was probably 35 people on the stage, only six of them playing any instruments. Mm. The other ones just kind of stood there and smoked. And there was one guy that his entire time, a whole hour and 20, 30 minutes of the opening, which is too long for an opener, if you ask me. (laughs) But hour and 20, all he did was wave this gigantic Rastafari uh, lion flag. And I was like, you think you get a break? I felt like son, like George Costanza, you know, like when he sees the security guard yeah, yeah, that needs yeah. a chair. Yeah. I was like, can someone else take the flag? Or yeah. is he just, he's that dedicated, like, he, literally, hour and a half, just waving. And I'm not talking about your neighborhood American flag. I'm talking right, about like your the sports Bulldogs flag. just yes, scored a the, touchdown. Yeah, and, and he's running down the road. Yeah. This thing had to be a workout. And I was like, the other guys are just standing around smoking. Surely they could take a song. Of course, yeah, in that, you when you say take a song at a Damian Marley concert, it's... 12 to 14 minutes. Get up there song. and preach to him about communism, about, hey, everybody needs to pitch in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's the Mighty Mighty Boston's fault. Oh, you know, they, they're like, hey, we need a seventh man who just does the bird dance. Yeah. Anybody know somebody that we can get to do that? What happened to the Boston's? They're still around. Are they? Uh, in fact, they're, uh, they're Jimmy Kimmel's, uh, they're his house band. Shut up. Have you ever watched? I mean, I've seen Jimmy Kimmel, but I Jimmy don't think Kimmel's it, like lifelong friends with um, the singer whose name escapes me right now, and the Bostones <laughs> are the Jimmy Kimmel band. <laughs> what happened to the Brian Setzer Orchestra, <laughs> dude? I my, I have no idea why I'm laughing so hard. Just the Brian Setzer Orchestra. I, I'm, it's funny you bring him up. The Stray Cats reunited to play at Viva Las Vegas, the '50s thing. Me and my wife went to for our honeymoon, and we went there. Two or three years more after that for our anniversary, the Stray Cats reunited to play this past weekend. I like what you did there. And it's just... Oh. Tell us more about that uh, honeymoon of yours. You had quite oh, the story. I was not on purpose, but I wanted to tell the Vegas story. I like what you did there. It was not on purpose, but I... He set this all up. <laughs> I did not. He's lying. This is, this is pure... Lying bastard. I only thought of it because you said Brian Zetzer Orchestra. Well, I, then I was... Yeah. Just tell your story. I didn't, I didn't finish my Hebrew ring story. I wanted to tell no you. One, no one wants to hear that. <laughs> no, but I wanted to tell All you. Right. The first one I got was when I was a fat kid, and I wanted to keep wearing it when I lost the weight. And I'm, it may as well have been on my thumb <laughs> when I lost all that weight, because I had to go get another one. Let me ask you this before you go into that. Are you done with the Hebrew story? Is that it? Yeah, that's okay. It. Were you, when were you at your fattest? Uh, whatever age you are as a freshman and a sophomore in high school. Okay. So That's four, not counting now. So like 14, 15? Yeah, as a kid, my fattest as just in life was, was 268, and that was when I was 
<clears throat> that was that would have been in 2012. Got it. I just I just wonder because one of my my dad's favorite and my and my own, if we're being honest, mm. favorite memories. Was you came to my sister's birthday party. Oh, no. I've been waiting on this story to come up. At Eastmont Cove, our old neighborhood. (laughs) We rented out the neighborhood pool house. Everyone swam for a a while. Famously went off script. Yeah. (laughs) You were doing some kind of fucking crazy puppeteering at the time. I had a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You You were... Doing the Dunham thing before he had... I had a ventriloquist dummy. It was a famous ventri- dummy named Charlie McCarthy that goes all the way back to like... While he's talking, the golden voice was once a ventriloquist. <laughs> well, I don't remember who gave it to me, but I was like, I'm going to figure out how to do this. An asshole. Yeah. <laughs> My dad worked with me on a comedy routine to do with the dummy. What a loving dad, because the whole time he had to be like, this little queer... <laughs> Wants to do ventriloquism. I was never an athlete. I think they figured that out early. I only played football to keep because I felt like it's what he wanted me to do. You wanted wanted your father's love, (laughs) but I never liked it. I hear you. So you're into the. So someone gives you the ventriloquism. I think my grandmother gave it to me. Was it a set? How does one start out on ventriloquism? Like, do you say, like, uh, do I need just the doll? Do I need to? I have no idea. It was a Christmas gift that somebody thought I would like, and Charlie McCarthy is a famous dummy going back to the Goldwyn oh, yeah. Follies movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. They thought I would like it. Whoever gave it to me, I think it was my dad's mom. I think you did. And you did like it. I mean, it was. It was. I mean, I'm not going to say when I was watching you perform and I was like, "This is it. This is <laughs> this is going to be Brent's passion in life." But you seem to be enjoying yourself. I don't remember the circumstances around why I did something. I feel like there was like sort of a everyone's going to do a talent show sort of thing at this get together. You were getting ready for the sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade talent shows. Maybe. I don't know. So for eventual uh, virginity until you were 45. (laughs) I don't remember the context around why I was doing something at this particular party. But I do remember that multiple people did some sort of some sort of thing. Well, kids do. You have kids now. Yeah. They want a show or they want to be the show. But my dad and I had sat down and scripted a little 10-minute comedy routine between me and the dummy. My parents didn't know, and I really I don't remember much of this. They didn't know that I was I had also brought along this puppet that I had bought. I want to say like in Panama City, like I want it one of those games at Miracle Strip. And I decided to improvise. Mm-hmm. And I remember being quickly shut down because my improv skills were were not quite <clears> up there. They weren't on to? the TPTO. But let me just get, let's just tell the story. Enough of the preamble. You remember it better than oh, I do. Oh, I remember it crystal clear. Because I see, remember. I knew the people, like for you, you come down from Roswell. You got this, you got, you're ready. You've got the the doll you're ready to just ventriloquist the shit out of this party. Was I the only person that did something? Yes. In your mind, over years, you've constructed remember. an event where there were other presenters, and there certainly was not. I don't rem- I don't understand why I was doing it. This is a good question. But it all led to this magical because moment it- that I'm about to tell <laughs> our 24 <laughs> but faithful followers. But the thing is, is it was planned, because while I don't remember the context of the party, I remember my parents working with me on a routine with the dummy. Like, we're... we're prepping you for a thing you're gonna do they fucked you i don't know what to say you got it was like the bad manager you, you got colonel I parkard i i i but i i i remember 
I remember going off script. Okay, so and, let's get and, this out there. So what happened was, <laughs> there, I, I would put it at about 30 or 40 people crammed into that clubhouse. Yeah. Half kids, half adults. <laughs> Brent's doing his routine. I'll be honest, it's a little painful because <laughs> it wasn't hitting. Well. It wasn't hitting. And uh, that's where it got, like, I, I think it, how we got here today it might be a part of it because you knew it wasn't hitting and it was something instinctual told you you, you needed to go, you needed to push the boundaries and you did. And it was so good because you, and it wasn't even that good. It was just like, I was, I remember distinctly looking at my old man who could not look back at me because he was having to turn away and go outside because he was about to piss himself laughing because all you did was, and I'm just going to give my best, not even an impression, just yeah. what my memory no, is. Go ahead. You had a little ventriloquist doll and you're like, don't you just hate fat people? <laughs> and you're like, I do. They're the worst. <laughs> yeah. Every time I go to a football game or something, they're just right in the way, big and fat and sweaty. And they're just the worst. They, they're just, they're just terrible. And you're like, I know they just block out everything. <laughs> and it just, it, it, it had no context. It was no. out of the blue. No. And here's the part though. If you say that alone, Okay, you probably you did get a few laughs. Like I said, my dad almost pissed his pants and walked out of the room. And he's for the wrong reason. For the wrong well, <laughs> and he for the reasons that I it made it what it was a, a very early indicator of why good comedy makes you uncomfortable. And I looked around the room and there was a couple sets of church parents that were friends of my mom. Yeah, and let's just say Not they runners. were obese. <laughs> and I'm not going to say morbidly. Yeah. But towing the line to morbidly obese. Like, it would have been the equivalent of a small child who's clueless telling, like, black jokes in a room full yes. of black people. And I remember looking at one, this very, and very clearly, even though you, over the years your memories kind of play tricks on you, this one is Crystal. I, yeah. I don't, I remember looking over her and she was just, she gave this, like, <sighs> and, and looked off to her right towards her very skinny husband. She, I mean, come on. And he's like, he's and got he, a... <laughs> Yeah, in my mind, he was like, oh, honey, I mean, you know, a little less KFC. That would, have, that would have been the greatest, like, if he just stood up, this kid's making some sense. You need to lose some damn weight. Sure, you've had four kids, but you're fucking 320 pounds. Like, all that, you know. But it was just, you just went off script, and you just, just nailed a bunch of fat people in the room, and they had nowhere to go. Yeah. There's no, there's no escape now. You, yeah. you filled that room with just this uncomfortable energy, and I loved it. And I, <laughs> the only person who loved it more was my father, yeah. who literally had to walk outside of the room. And he's a big guy. I mean, yeah. He's but he was just, I got to get out of here because Brent has totally slayed <laughs> this room right now with the most uncomfortable human. And for many years after that. That was a, a, a treasured story in our family that I know. you dominated Emily's birthday party I really, with the making fun of fat people. I really wish. With a ventriloquist doll. Yeah, well, actually, no, the fat person doll was was a different puppet. If you if you recall, that's why I, I don't remember a lot of this. I remember, <laughs> I do remember going off script and being quickly shut down. Like, like one of my parents was like, oh, fuck, there's fat people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, okay, Brent. All right, hey, that was Brent Hickman. The Golden Boy. They shut it down quick. <laughs> but what I what I do, and I really wish I could remember why this was put on me to do at your sister's birthday. 
Because it wasn't my idea. It was like... Anyways, my dad and I scripted a, a funny routine between myself and Charlie McCarthy to, to put my ventriloquist skills on display. Mm-hmm. But my parents didn't know that I brought this puppet that I had won. The puppet either came from Miracle Strip or from Buggy Days in Barnesville. Oh, Buggy Days. I don't recall which, but it's one, it was one of those sort of, you know, tent festivals with games. And it was this white monkey uh, uh, abominable snowman looking, goofy looking doll with, you know, long skinny arms and long skinny legs. And he had this <laughs> wand attached to one of his arms. So when you were puppeting him, you could gesture a hand. And I had named him Spike. <laughs> and he was wearing like Umbro shorts and a Georgia T-shirt or something. And he was much more compact because it was mostly just fabric and material. So I, I remember, I remember packing him with the doll because mm-hmm. I had decided that I was going to do another routine. Cause I do distinctly remember working out the Charlie McCarthy act with my dad and wanting to do fat humor and my dad sort of steering me towards something that would not hurt anyone's feelings. Mm-hmm. Like we can still joke about people. Why don't we do some AIDS jokes? Yeah. <laughs> You know, let's just stick to the AIDS. Let's attack thin people who are dying of a... (laughs) But I remember him steering me away from anything that might be offensive. So, you know, we were... were, It was the same concepts of complaining about people in public, but we're not going to, like, specify people with, you know, weight problems. Sure, sure. I finished that routine, and I distinctly remember, everyone thinks I'm done, but I still have Spike in the bag. And mm-hmm. he's going to come up, and now we're going to insult all the obese women in the room. Yeah. Well. And I got shut down quickly, and I know it's famous. I, I unfortunately don't remember it as well as you do. It's, I don't. The thing I is. I blocked it out. I don't. Here's the thing. shame. It's not that I, I, I don't remember it much more than you do, but I just remember that. that yeah. It, it, it was clear to me, and I was probably like 12. You might have been 9 or 10. Yeah. But it was clear to me that you were off script. Because it went from like I was a very structured, pra- it was very practiced yeah. to like, shit, <laughs> I, this audience is dying. I'm dying up here. What yeah. works? Fat people. Yeah, I mean, you know. let's just make fun of the fatties. <laughs> and, and you just bully on you, man, because you bought in. You didn't. When you decided, I am just going to go after the fat people. Yeah. That was that. Hey, you know, it was the beginning of my comedy career. And it's as it should be. It's like if you're going to do something, just do it. You know. And I mean, it really was because I I was filled with shame and guilt afterwards. When and that's it was ex- why I asked when did you become fat. You when became it was, fat after that. When it was explained to me that I just hurt a lot of people's feelings. I remember tearing up when I got lectured over going off script yeah. and like I my my little nine year old feelings were hurt. Yeah. And, and you started eating. I mean, yeah. that's the perfect cycle of, you know, comedy is like, you know, do the thing that you want to do and then feel terrible about it. You know, getting back to masturbation from last week. Like, this is something I want to do, damn it. And then you do it and you go, oh, I feel really yeah, bad I feel now. Bad. I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to do it again. I am going to do it again. Yeah, though. I'm going to do it again. Not right now. I'm still in my refractory I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna period. I'm going to eat this drumstick ice cream cone and then I'm going to do it again. <laughs> This time I'm going to get the, the computer involved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more Home and Garden magazines. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to upgrade. Goodbye, Sheila from Real Estate Magazine. I'm, yeah. I'm moving on so, to the Victoria's Secret you're, catalog. Two, two parts here. You're getting ready. So all of our viewers need to know 
that the upcoming shows, they might be comedy gold. Because the Golden Voice is headed to Las Vegas. Lost Wages. Oh, he pulled out. Nobody's ever heard (laughs) an airline pilot say that before. But you're going to Vegas. Going to Vegas to celebrate Banks' 21st birthday. Number one superfan's birthday. Superfan Banks turned 21 a week or so ago, and we're going to take him to Las Vegas to gamble and drink and do the pool thing. Yeah. We've already established we're not going to any of the titty bars because some members of our party have been there and apparently they're terrible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was described to me as flies on shit. Nice. Like the minute you walk in, they just will not leave you alone. They're desperate for your money. I've never been to one in Vegas. I'll give you a quick two, two, maybe even 30 second story. We went to a a, a shoe show, as my old boss used to call the (laughs) booby bar, the shoe show. Come on to the shoe show, bro. And uh, it, it was in a, I was, I'm not going to name the club because they're not a sponsor, but it's on East uh, East Ponce. Um, let's put it this way. There was three pi- white people in the club. Name the club because I think I know what it is. Pinups. Yeah, pinups. Pinups. Yeah, I know. Went pin-ups. with some coworkers. I was one of three white people there. Totally comfortable. It was a good time. But when, when so many strippers are coming up to you, it's overwhelming because if you come from like an oasis or yeah. a pink pony yeah. or a cheetah, where you have to kind of mm. like work a little bit. Like, Can I get a table down? You have to ask, you know. Yeah. You pick out your favorite one. They come on the table. This is not that. Yeah. At pinups, they're like, you want dance? You want dance? They're all over you. And at some point, you're like, hey, no, I'm like, hi. Like, I, I know, just want to drink my $9 I, beer I know and that sit here for I, a I second. I know that I'm the anomaly here and I'm the white guy that's like, <laughs> that got into the VIP. By the way, we bought VIP section. <laughs> you know what the VIP was? <laughs> 20 bucks. It wasn't in a different room. They put a velvet rope around a corner of the place. Which all that does is just puts a fucking target on you. Because they're like, oh, that motherfucker paid $20 for the VIP. This is not a VIP. This is just a corner with a velvet rope. Everyone can see me. How am I supposed to jerk off? (laughs) This big girl. And not big in the sense that she was like, just big. And she walks over and she's like, you want to dance? And I was like, "Uh, no, I... I'm good right now. She just got this drink. I'm going to have that. And she, quote unquote, you stingy. <laughs> okay. Well, that just nixed you from any possible future of, of coming back. Back of the line. <laughs> back of the line. Next. Can we get her out of VIP? <laughs> AKA just outside the velvet rope. Please move her away from the velvet rope, please. Yeah. But I've never been to one in Vegas. Um, uh, they went, the guys I'm talking about went to the Spearmint Rhino and they said, like, the minute you walk in, they, it's like, it's like ninja moves. They separate your group so you can't communicate with one another. And they just like, do you want to dance? Do you want to dance? And it's like, I'd, I'd like to maybe like sit down and let my eyes adjust to the absence of light in here yeah. and order a drink. And then maybe look around the room and find the one I like and ask for a dance. Yeah. And they just I mean, would not get left alone. And, and the guy said like the dude that we were taking there, it was his 21st birthday. And when he's like, can we please go? That's a sign. Yeah. Like, if it's your 21st birthday and, and you're you eager out. to leave yeah. a titty bar, it's not a good titty bar. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite. I have. I have. I have. Some, I was. I was gonna parlay into the story. Well, no. I was gonna say I have some strip club stories in relation to. Let's what you keep were it. I, I really want. I. I want to hear those. Yeah. But you have a great story that I've heard before, but I think other people need to. The Las Vegas story. The honeymoon. Story. The honeymoon <laughs> Las Vegas story. 
All right, well, Kristen and I had a 1950s rockabilly-themed wedding. And to prepare for that, she grew her hair out really long so that she could get the big 50s curls and oh, everything. Yeah. She looked amazing. It was and, a fun wedding. Yeah. Uh, people <laughs> still tell me about it. It's been eight years, and I still people still talk about how much fun they had it at our wedding. It was a great wedding, wedding yeah. Um, prior to that, she'd always worn her hair short. So as soon as the wedding was over, she went and got her hair cut short. And we flew to Vegas. It must have been like the next day. It was immediate because... And it was dyed pink. Yeah. She No, wait. She dyed it pink the day after? I don't no. Remember. It was pink during the wedding? No, it was not. It was it was her natural hair color That's during the wedding. That's what I'm saying. The so the day after, she cut it short and dyed it. She didn't dye it the day after. I'll get there. Okay, sorry. Look at, look at me. <laughs> I'm holding you. Tell me more. Tell me more. She gets her hair cut. Uh, I, I feel like we, like... We got married on a Friday, I think, and it seems like the next day, that Saturday, because all of her in-laws were in town and I haven't ever met most of them, we went out to her parents' house to do a little powwow, and it seems like Sunday was the day she went and got her hair cut, and then Monday was the day we flew out to Vegas. All right. I mean, it's your timeline, bro. I wasn't there. Um, and we were, or maybe it was Tuesday. The, the the point being, we were going for Viva Las Vegas, which is a rockabilly convention. <sighs> it's all 50s cars and 50s music. And German people. A, actually, yeah, a lot of German and Japanese people yeah. and a lot of Australians. Australians, by the way, who love the rebel flag, not because of the racist connotation, but because of the idea that it's Southern. And anything Southern... To foreigners means rockabilly, means Elvis, means cool. I mean, I could, I could tag onto that, but I won't. <laughs> well, I'm saying the Germans love that flag too. Yeah. Same way the Japanese love that flag. Some of I don't know if they love it as much as Germans. Yeah. They don't love the. Here's my point. <laughs> if you watch a European soccer match, mm-hmm. which I do quite often, you will oft not often, but occasionally in the Eastern European countries you will see. The Confederate stars and bars waving at the top. Yeah. They have no fucking... They're, they're not supporting slavery. No. They don't give a shit about the U.S. Civil War. I, we were, it's we, just kind of a brand of yeah. really rebellion. rebellion. Yeah. Right. No, I, I know all this because we were on a, uh, a shuttle bus from our hotel to the Strip, and there was these Australian guys that were there for the convention, too, and... They, every, you can tell who's there for the convention because you're dressed in vintage clothes. You got your hair greased up. It's obvious who's there for Viva Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and so they can tell. And they're asking us like, "Where are you from?" And and when we say, I was like, "We're from Atlanta, Georgia," and he's like, "Oh, man, I love the South." <laughs> so and and then he she starts showing me his rebel flag tattoos, and I was like, "It's interesting." Like, yeah, I'm from I'm from Southern Australia, and we. The rebellion, he just, he, it, it has nothing to do with the history of the flag and everything to do with that it represents Southern Rebellion. Right. Which, culturally, they tie into Elvis and country and rockabilly and everything. It has nothing to do with black people yeah. or, or the Klan or, or anything like that. So anyways, Kristen gets her hair cut short. We fly to Vegas. When we get to Vegas, we do some day drinking, as you do. And she decides she wants to dye her hair pink. So we go to a, a Walgreens and she buys a home bleach kit and pink hair dye. That just must have been, not to interrupt you, it's just must, so much fun. Like you're, you're in your hotel room, yeah. you're day drinking. Yeah. And she just says, you know what? Yeah. I just want to dye my hair pink. And you're like, okay. Well, it had been dyed fun colors before. Yeah, but this is like your honeymoon, you're yeah. day drinking in Vegas. And she so, says like, I just want to dye my hair pink. So, I mean, she's got what they call like a pixie cut. It's short. And we go get... Stuff I remember to diet. this. Yeah. And in fact, that was her license picture up until like three weeks ago. She <laughs> just recently got her license updated. Um, so Did she, she go for a mom look now? 
It's well, it's just whatever her hair is right now, which okay. is which is more regular. It's mm-hmm. not anything wild. So she dyes her hair pink, which actually came in handy because the next day, my good friend Josh and his girlfriend at the time, the guy that married us, mm-hmm. they came out to, for the same festival. And Kristen and his girlfriend got like unmanageably drunk during the day. Like Josh and I were drinking too, but we had our wits about us. And Kristen and his girlfriend, they had a little too much, a little too quick. And they became like, like uh, frustratingly hard to deal with. Like all of a sudden they went from adults to children. Yeah. And we kept losing them in this crowd, but it was always easy to find them because you just had to kind of get up on your toes and look for the little pink cotton ball yeah, yeah, moving yeah. around. So. It was beneficial that she dyed her hair pink. Mm-hmm. The opening ceremony for Viva Las Vegas was at the Hard Rock Casino, which is opposite end of where we were staying. Um, but we took a, a cab over there and we're walking around the Hard Rock, waiting on them to open the doors. And Kristen has to use the bathroom. So we go find the nearest bathroom and I'm standing outside waiting. When she comes out, out of nowhere, this blonde woman with a glass of white wine in her hand and a casino worker behind her, she just comes running up. She's like, oh, my God, I love your hair so much. It's so pretty. <laughs> like, oh, thank you so much. And 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 she's, and she's like, you know, she tells us her name. And, and then when Kristen says, you know, I'm Kristen, this is Brent. We're out here on our honeymoon. She's like, oh, I have to bless you. And she's like, and Chris is like, okay. Was there like a moment there where you're like, this is going to get some weird Christian overtone shit. A little bit at first. Yeah. And then she, and then she gives Kristen a hundred dollars and Kristen's immediately like this, this is weird. You're clearly drunk. You can just smell the white wine coming off of it. Yeah. And we're like, well, we're okay. And she's like, if you don't take it, I'm just going to leave it on the ground. And she just puts it on the ground and Chris is like, no, don't do that. And the handler's just kind of standing there watching it and it's just getting strange. And then she, she explains that she and her husband live just outside of town. They travel in about once every other weekend and he gambles in the high roller video poker room and he always wins the jackpot. He always wins big. We just hit the $50,000, you know, video poker jackpot. Let me give you some money. So she gives Kristen like two or three hundred dollars and then insists that we come meet her husband Mm -hmm. in the high rollers video, whatever. I think it was video poker or video blackjack. It's a weird one for me. From a guy who plays cards, it's just a weird. And and it's empty. We go up there to this high roller, elevated, velvet roped, you know, not unlike pinups, velvet roped. (laughs) It's a little different than (laughs) pinups. Maybe a little. East Ponce. (laughs) <laughs> Hard Rock Casino in Vegas. Very different places, but continue. Potato, potato. <laughs> so we crossed the velvet ropes, and there's her husband, this 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 nerdy-looking dude rocking, like, dad shorts and Can sandals. Can I just stop you for one second? Yeah. There's a part of the story I've never really asked. So I know I, everything up to now I know. Yeah. Where was your mindset? Like, when you when they said, we're going to go up to the high roller. Because Kristen's being accommodated. I know your yeah. wife. She's a... Wonderful person. I was just I, eager to walk away. You were eager, eager to walk. I was. But here's my point, though. Kristen's being who she is. This incredibly, just awesome, compassionate person. Following this, kind of maybe going on a whim. Yeah. Like just following this woman. She's had a lot. She's been day drinking. Give her credit for that. Was she sobered up now? Uh, I don't think we had been drinking much on this particular day. This so is this a was a different day. day. Okay. Yeah, well, regardless, a, she's yeah. being who she is. She's accommodating, nice. This lady's showing some 
weirdness, but also like, hey, there's money involved, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But, she, you know, she's push, going along for the ride. Where's your mindset when you're riding up the elevator to the V, and maybe you don't know enough about this, to the VIP, like, well, High was, Rollers Lounge? There was no elevator. The High Rollers Lounge sounds loftier than it is. No, I understand that. Hard but rock. still, like, uh, I, and I get it. I've been, I've been to the Hard Rock, but I'm saying. It's, it's three steps in a velvet rope. Okay. Okay. But still, like, where's your mindset? Like, what are I'm you doing? I'm of two minds at this point. One, part of me wants to break away from the woman with the really bad white wine breath. Another part of me is curious to see how, like, where, where, this, where, this, where this money thing goes. Because yeah. she's already given us, from what I can tell, like $300. Uh, quick thing. 33 minutes in, we promise some Sopranos tonight. Yeah, well, and especially that, with this episode. But on continue. that on that note, don't kill us if we don't talk much about it because it's the massive genius episode. This could not, <laughs> we, there could not be a worse episode That's of this funny, TV show. Is that you brought massive genius? We're gonna get back to this. We're gonna end this Vegas story in one second. But you've heard this massive genius term at least eight times now. I it's, this is an episode where it I just kind of sucks that we get it. to our tenth. And it's the massive genius. I know we're 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 at an we're at a. Uh, um, this is a landmark moment. We're at episode ten, and we have to fucking talk about <laughs> massive genius and listen to Adriana's <laughs> shitty ex boyfriend's <laughs> stupid band. Like what an underwhelming episode I, to do I, our tenth. I really think we could. Me and you could walk out my front door right now, and gather up random neighbors, and play better music than Adriana's <laughs> ex boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyways, so you go up to the high rollers room. Go up to the high rollers room. I see your husband. He's there with these two uh, very intimidating hotel security guards. That are, you know, they're like secret service men. They're not. They're not moving. And he's got a leather bag that they have loaded in stacks of cash in from his fifty thousand dollar winnings. And you know. Average-looking, middle-aged dad. Sandals, shorts, T-shirt, uh, Old Navy-style tech vest. Mm-hmm. Like, not dressed up to go gambling. And hes you can tell he's a little inebriated, too, but not as much as this super chatty, blonde, real house, housewife of Nevada. Yeah. And she's like, this is, this is Kristen and Brent. It's their honeymoon. Give them some money. <laughs> that was literally it. Yeah. And okay. he hands me a couple hundreds. And then he starts asking me about us and where we're from and uh, where we're staying and why'd you choose Vegas. And the whole time we're talking, he just keeps handing me hundreds. Like, just as as casually as you would share a stick of gum that you're having a conversation <laughs> with somebody. Hey, and, breast stinks. Here's another hundred. Yeah. yeah. And Kristen's talking to his wife, and she's super chatty. And at some point, uh, some uh, some hotel staff walk over, and they're like, uh, could I get, you know, they have drinks. So they're looking at me and Kristen and say, can we get you anything to drink? And I, I say, I'm like, well, you probably don't have the kind of beer that I like. So, I mean, tell me what you have. He's like, well, I wouldn't be so sure. What do you like? I said, well, we're in town for Viva and the, you know, everything back home when we go out for beers, it's all about PBR. But I doubt you have PBR here at the Hard Rock in Vegas. She said, actually, we keep bottles on ice for one of our high rollers. It's his favorite beer. I'll go grab you two. Oh, wow. It's like, Okay, this is okay. All right. I'm getting mildly hard. <laughs> this is interesting. My my butthole is tingling right now. What's happening? I've got several 
hundred dollar bills in my hand. Uh, at this they're point, not in my hands. What they're, you, they're just going into my. Pockets. I know, but it, okay, I'm just so choosing point, a new pocket. At, at, at this point of the story, are we at twelve hundred bucks? I don't know. Because she I'm gave you counting. money downstairs. I'm not counting. Okay, I know you're not counting now. I'm I would e- be. I'm, I'm not even keeping track. I'm just. I'm just keeping the conversation going, and in my mind, I'm thinking like, if I can keep this going. Well, it's it's like it's like I I've never played craps. I'm going to this weekend, but I imagine what it's like to be in the in the heat of a hot streak where it's like you don't want to fuck with it's it. It's like yeah. just let it ride and see what happens. You know, I initially did not want to talk to this lady, but this guy has handed me hundreds a few times plus what she gave Kristen. I don't know what I have. Yeah. He's handing me money while we talk. Sure. She just keeps doing it. And then every once in a while, his wife leans over and like Give him some money. <laughs> and he's like, and he's looking at her like, fuck you. Like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and, but every time she would do but that. But did you? It's kind of like we were talking yeah, earlier. Yeah. Give him some money. I did. Did you give it to him? <laughs> I'm going to ignore this bitch. <laughs> but what was cool is every time she would do that, he would double down. If he just gave me a handful of hundreds, here's another handful. Mm-hmm. And then the beers come. We stood and talked to these people for probably two hours. Shit. I didn't know it was two hours. It was a long conversation. I think we had a couple of beers. And in my mind, Kristen and I are both sort of like communicating via eye contact of like, when, do, do, we, we, yeah. when do we walk away? You don't. How, you know, how, at some point, is someone sober that's with them going to walk up and be like, what are you doing? Stop giving these people money. <laughs> And so eventually, Kristen and this woman exchange contact information so that we can get together again. Never happened. Never happened. Yeah, yeah. And we we have the excuse of it's the opening music night of this festival we're at, and it's it started an hour ago. We're gonna we're gonna head over there to see our friends. So we had an out. Yeah. Once we once it felt like we've played our hand here. Sure. We, we we need to blow. So we part ways. With them, and they're actually leaving too. They're going to get a escort to their car so they don't get robbed. Right. And the first thing I do is go to the bathroom, and I've got hundreds crumbled in every pocket, <laughs> jacket, butt pocket, front pocket. I've got hundreds everywhere, and I'm in a stall just emptying. And when I added grand all, total, give it to us eighteen hundred dollars. Two hours worth of work. That ain't bad. That's the most profitable you've ever been in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Although, we did pretty well selling girly shirts. That's true. I, I had so much cash falling out that people were, which is not to, your story is way better than this. We should at some point tell the girly shirt stories. <laughs> we will. But I, I had so one. much cash coming out of my pockets that people were, nice, who are these people, by the way? Georgia fans. I guess. But they're like, <laughs> hey, man, you're dropping... You're dropping uh, cash out your pockets. I mean, you got 20s falling out of your pockets. Uh, you might I, want to pick that I, up. I just kept thinking. It happened. Oh, I know. At least five times. Yeah. And it, it, every time someone was like, hey, man, you're dropping cash. And I was like, who are you nitwits? <laughs> like, Steal wh- from me. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> if, if I'm walking behind someone that drops a couple 20s, like, <laughs> hey, man, charge it to the game, asshole. Don't wear cargo shorts. <laughs> And sidebar, don't stuff cash into cargo shorts. Yeah. But yeah, no, they were nice. $1,800, though. Yeah. But really, it's the story. But I will ask you, what did you do with the 1800 Well, I said to Kristen, I said, fuck gambling. Like, uh, any any luck we came here with, we just cashed in. No. Like, See, I disagree completely. You should, not to say that you should have 
like gone down to the tables and put $1,800 on Red 34. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. But I am saying I would have said, okay, we just made $1,800 to basically drink for free and to talk to some random strangers. Yeah. Let's put 1200 aside, right? That's going home. Yeah, that didn't happen. Whatever. I know that's not what... <laughs> let's take 600 yeah. and play. Now, what did happen was the the vendors that go to that festival, especially for the women, sell some incredible shit like vintage dresses and stuff. And we were there with enough money to have a good time, but we had committed to... Yeah, let's go ahead and fire We're going to fire up. A hit is a hit. Bullshit, massive genius. The, uh, bullshit. While he's talking, this is a hit is a hit. This is episode 10. Starts with a nice little murder where they make a lot of side cash off some Puerto Ricans. What they call a mixed salad. You better mute it before we get, get uh, kicked off of the, the internet. That's true. Um, we, ha- we went to Vegas with enough cash to enjoy ourselves, but not, not necessarily to splurge we had that, on anything. We had that wedding gift cash. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody... I, I, got, I think we gave y'all like $15 in a Starbucks card. <laughs> it's about... I got, that, was our, that was our life's we savings. Got, we got one. grief from several like female relatives, like grandmothers and great aunts. Of, like, we, Why aren't you asking for toasters and monogram towels? And it's like, because A, we don't want that shit, and B, we've already lived together for almost two years. Anything that we need, we already own. What? Yeah, we were... <laughs> you lived together? In sin. In sin? All kinds of sex. Oh. All before marriage. What is this taco chore you're talking about? <laughs> if I hear anything about chocolate tasking, <laughs> I'm not giving you a gift. So, you know, when we got married, it was like, send us on our honeymoon because we really don't need things. things and we also yeah. lived in a small apartment. It's like, oh, I, I, I went there. I was like, I don't yeah. want monogrammed towels. Spaghetti Sunday. Yeah, spaghetti a blast. Sunday. Uh, so I'll, most everybody, excluding a few, most everybody gave us a check for our wedding gift to put towards the cost of our honeymoon. Mm. So we did go there with money, but the trip is expensive. The flights aren't cheap. The, the, no doubt the event itself is, is costly plus drinks and food and everything. So we went there to be comfortable, but we couldn't splurge on any of the vendors. When all of a sudden we've got this extra 1800 in cash, I was like, fucking, like, go get that vintage dress you liked yesterday. It was 150 bucks. Like, go get it. Like, you, you know, when are you going to see it again? Yeah. The other cool thing that we did, I mentioned before, Josh that married us and his girlfriend were out there, and we hadn't given him any sort of thank you gift yet for doing the ceremony. And Dita Von Tees was in town doing her burlesque show at the MGM. Oh, I know this is not a visual medium, <laughs> but I had a little bit of a... <laughs> Yeah. Release, maybe. <laughs> a little Dita Von Don't look at me while you say this. <laughs> Brent, make eye contact. Oh, got better. <laughs> I'm looking away. But Wait. as a thank you, it's a, it was an expensive show. It was Dita Von Teese and the Crazy Horse Saloon Girls, mm. which are, are an impressive group of, of synchronized burlesque dancers. Mm. Uh, we took Josh and his girlfriend. We all put up on like suits and ties, dresses, got super dressed up. I think the show was like, it was like a four or $500 show to get all four of us in there. But at that point, it's like, fuck it. We got all this free money. Like, let's, let's go. Quick digress. Off the point. Yeah. We're looking at Chris Moltisanti here with Adriana and trying to get a burger. What's clearly primarily a black owned burger it's a, joint. It's a Zesto. It's kind of, yes. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a Zesto yes. in this New is, Jersey. This is New Jersey's Zesto. But that's not where I'm going. If given the choice... 
between and that's yes, that's my daughter crying, and I'm sure you hear that. She's upset about all the Vegas talk. Yeah, she's jealous. She's not. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> she's not happy about it. <laughs> uh, Adriana or Tony's Russian girlfriend. You got one time, one punch. Who's gonna be Tony's Russian girlfriend? It's not even close. It's not even. Close. Not even close. Is there any, like of all the women in the show? Is there anyone that touches Tony's first Russian girlfriend? In terms of looks, probably not. But also, no, per- just looks. Just like this is. I'm not talking about looks. I'm saying this is you. Golden voice. Yeah. Pick a woman from The Sopranos. You get, Kristen says, one time, free go, no repercussions. Well, at that point, it's either Tony's Russian girlfriend or the stripper that Ralph Cifaretto murders. Oh, the stallion. (laughs) God, I know. I was really sad when she got beat to death. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. Obviously, before she dies. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there we go. This is that part about the editing we talked about. I like it. My favorite part about this scene is it's the hat. No, it's not the hat. Massive genius lives in a mansion. He's yeah. a millionaire, multi-millionaire, over. multi-millionaire yeah. rap producer. But he's also hanging out in what is the equivalent of a white castle or a crystal in mm. northern New Jersey. While I see what you're saying, come on. It's like when Chris gets made that and doesn't... he can't be in the pizza shop anymore. It's like at some point. Because well, that's because Chris is an asshole. I know, but at some point. At, like... least, at least Massive Genius knows, or at least has some kind of recognition in himself to say like, hey. I wasn't always a multimillionaire. Yeah, listen, and this I'm is a, Zestos is the shit. Chris, if, listen, if I got fucking rich as shit, if and I will, this podcast will yeah, make us fucking we're, loaded. We're on the way. It will not stop me from walking into the varsity yeah. and getting two chili cheese fucking slaw dogs, <laughs> an onion ring, and, a, and an orange frosty. Yeah. Kristen and I were in a limousine once. I don't remember what it was. I don't think it was our wedding night. We had a limo after our wedding. I don't think it was that night. It might have been. I don't remember. We were in the back of a limo once, just getting driven around, and the guy said, you know, where do you want to go? And at some point, we were on Piedmont passing the Crystal. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, can you get the limo through the Crystal (laughs) drive-thru? And he's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And we limousine drove through a Crystal drive-thru to get late-night crystals. The thing about that is you're about probably 190,000 person to get a limo through crystal. There's nothing special about what you did that night. Yeah, I know. It's just like In fact, it felt so high class. If you're in one of those Lincoln not. Continental uh limos, you're probably even more people have gone through a crystal driving. The reason I would choose Tony's Russian girlfriend because personalities are a factor. And she is throughout the show the most DTF no bullshit. I just want you to hang out do me and buy me cow boots. I there's no I there's, think this, there's what's no interesting about that is I completely disagree. Okay. She was trying to like yeah, she definitely was DTF and was ready whenever Tony was ready. You see her But she falls in love with Tony well, and creates yeah, many know, more problems know, down the line. But we're not talking about what would happen. We're talking about a one time uh, who's it going to be? Good point. Good point. And you see Tony screw her a lot more often than you see him screw his own wife. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got great tits too. She's man. just ready to go. She's, you know, it's like they say in Superbad, like these, these are these are high school girls. They're not dried up old ladies. You don't need to bring spermicidal lube. <laughs> They're good to go. They're good to go. <laughs> no, I just I asked because I do. I I think Adriana's pretty, 
No, I mean, in season two, whatever season it is that the FBI is bugging their house when they have those two guys who were responsible for keeping track of Adriana on the, on the tennis, tennis court, court yeah. and they're drooling over her leopard panties. I'm like, get that shit out of here and give me the stripper Ralph Zifferetto dates all day long. Oh, she was. You know, the this, yeah. is, this might be the, edit, the editable part. I know what you're going to say. It starts bra- with a B. The braces. <laughs> Fuck, that's hot. It's not about the little kidness of <laughs> that, it either. It's just the. Now we're definitely gonna edit it. <laughs> well, man, I'm. I don't know. Like this has been a, a, a discussion I've had with my wife. <laughs> well, then we'll leave it in. But there, it. Okay, I know what it is. My first girlfriend had braces when we started yeah. dating. I was sixteen. It's nostalgia, if anything. And she had braces, and it. I was. When you're starting the. The early diddling phases of your sexual immaturity, <laughs> you have concerns. Only because other people have been like, oh, bro, watch out, man. Watch Iron out. mouth, metal mouth, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I just, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and I never got cut or anything. Yeah. It was just, it was just. And now it's, it's nostalgia. Like, it's nostalgia. Like, I'm like, oh. Kristen and I braces. went to, I think it's called the Toy Box in Panama City. It's like this dirty hole in the wall strip club. Okay, I was I was like, what is the toy box I think in was, Panama or City? Or no, it was, it was the dollhouse. I don't know, something like that. And we both got went to their VIP room for laugh dances. Their VIP room was um, the paneling that they use for <laughs> cubicles in offices. You know, where they're, they're like you know seven so feet high, a little so, bit classier than yeah. pinups. And it was just sort of arranged in this awkward shape with chairs. And we both got lap dances from roommates. Uh, Kristen got adult braces. Oh. I got recent boob job. Oh, I would have traded for Kristen's. Well, I think we did rotate because it was you know, they they were enjoying that we were a couple, and we thought it was funny that they were roommates and they also work at the toy box together or the doll box, whatever it was called. Yeah. Well, real but, quick, I do have one more question, but let's provide a little did, soprano. Did we wrap up Vegas enough? I want to come back to it for one second, but first, okay. so they're you know. Chris and Adriana talking about singing, and they just met Massive Genius, who showed off some guns, and has a beef with Hesh. You want to you want to give us a background on that? I don't. Okay. I, I would prefer her, if we just stopped watching panties. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a not. It, Okay, of the, this, of the t- this was the finale last week when you said let's at least finish season one. I was like, let's just stop at eleven. Yeah, it's we not, don't need to we don't need to watch Massive Genius. It has to uh, okay. In six seasons, how many episodes? Probably hundred and ten total. Yeah, maybe roughly. This is number two on the worst. Maybe number one. It's it's just a it's a stupid plot line that. It just doesn't work. It's like it's like whoever Hesh's head writer was was like, we gotta get Hesh in more. Yeah. So but, let's, they, let's but re- we don't want to shit on Hesh because he's actually an Hesh is an important character. Yeah. Especially down the line, but it just doesn't work. It's just not. Can you prop oh, those up. Can you point yeah. those up more? You mean just turn it off? No. Can't I, believe it. For the second time no, in two weeks, it's just blowing right on me. We have made hot body. Brent it's Hickman. not hot outside. It's actually kind of comfortable in your house. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Pussy. I'm over here feeling great, and he wants me to turn my You want to switch seats? I, no. <laughs> well, I would, but I feel yeah. like this is how it's been. Well, yeah. I'm supposed to not look at the TV. Anyways, so yeah, it's not... That's a- why I throw us off track all the time, because you're the only one actually looking at the show. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's just—it's not a good episode. It's—it's it's a real slog. It's a lot of this musician. God, her her fucking boyfriend's band is just so like it. And that's coming. It—it it just as somebody who used to write songs and and still plays the guitar for pleasure here and there. When my, well, let's get through it. We got just we so got another bad. forty minutes of this ep- shitty fucking episode. It's really Adriana heavy. But what I was going to ask was, of all the Vegas-themed movies, what is the one that you love the most? Uh, Vegas Vacation. Really? <laughs> no. Okay, thank you for following up on that. Because I, I do love Chevy Chase and National Lampoons as much as the next guy. And it had its moments. Yeah. Believe it or not, Vegas Vacation is better than European Vacation. That well, was a hot yeah. fucking garbage movie. No, I think in terms of how I rank the vacation movies, I go Christmas Vacation. That's everyone's number one. Vacation. Yes. Vegas Vacation. Yeah. I pretty much leave European It's out. not on the list. Yeah, it's and really then, bad. And then the remakes and the uh, Christmas Vacation 2, which is all Cousin Eddie. I don't even... Is that a thing? It is. Somebody gave it to me as a DVD for Christmas. Uh, it's not good. This is a thing? It is. You know that I love movies. You should get it on. Uh, you see if you can get it on Amazon for free and, and suffer that through might, it. That might be an episode. <laughs> TPTO. It's not good at all. Okay. It's 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 probably. So is it really? Come on. Of all the Vegas movies, give me I the real one. I don't know. I mean, throw out some Vegas movies. Like, I'll just tell the you only mine. Ones that come to mind right now are like the Oceans movies or. Those are good. Um, you got Viva Las Vegas, Elvis. Uh, yeah. During um, his shitty movie making phase. There's probably one I'm I'm not thinking of that I really like. I'll just tell you mine. 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Is a way underrated film. But not the one I was going for. <laughs> not the one I was going for. I tell you, uh, someone brought this up. I don't, it was a while ago. But like, Vegas movies, Vegas movies. And I was like, I, I'll be honest with you then, man. I know it's going to make you sad or make the conversation a little bit more morose than it needed to be. But about the Nick Cage Leaving one? Leaving Las Vegas. Is that the yeah, one where he Nick drinks Cage, himself, wants to Elizabeth drink himself Shue. to death? Yeah. I've she's, never seen that. She's whole movie. a prostitute, and he goes out there to drink himself to death, and it is an um, a really fantastic film. Is it sad as fuck? Yeah, but it's also like this viscerally, just real movie. Yeah, it, it doesn't hold anything back. There's a scene where she is talking Elizabeth Shue, who I have a major fucking hard on for. Yeah, I like her in uh, Piranha. Piranha. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like her in a lot of the. Well, there's there's a lot of nudity in Piranha, uh-huh. not specifically Elizabeth Shue, but you get to see her and other women naked in the it's same a film. Sure, sure. So it's it's good. But in this, she just amazing actress. She's a prostitute, but it's just <sighs> uh, I know you're watching The Sopranos right now with massive genius and has <laughs> she? It's really hard. Fucking just, let's just fo- focus on Vegas. This is the one episode we actually try to just push the Sopranos. <laughs> we're doing away. it on purpose. <laughs> This is the one episode where we're promising this is a good thing for the listener. Yeah. Just trust us. Yeah. But no, if, she, if you're watching this series for the first time, just go ahead and skip this one. You're not gonna miss yeah. out on what, what made Leaving Las Vegas so good was one, they just just didn't hold anything back. Yeah. So one thing it's like for Nick Cage's character, you don't really know what happened to his wife and child. You don't know if it was divorce. I you still don't because I've never finished it. You don't know if they you really don't know if they I mean, I guess you kind of know they didn't really die, but you don't really know. The whole, they never spell out the story of why he chooses to sell everything he owns, sands his car, at least for a while, and move out to Las Vegas and drink himself to death. And think about that decision. 
that's holy shit. Like yeah. you're saying, so what are you, what are you doing? I'm going to drive out to Las Vegas and drink myself to death. And then he does. Yeah. Right? Holy shit. That's just one part of the story. And then you got Elizabeth Shue. God, she's fucking... I'm seriously like... As a kid, I was like, wow! Elizabeth Shue. Too bad she's not a character in The Sopranos. It would have been an easy answer. Oh, man. She was sexy. But she's telling... She's One part of the story, she is talking to her psychiatrist, which actually happens throughout... Sprinkled throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Was that? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you, I, like, <laughs> I love psychiatrists. <laughs> no, but she's t- and she's telling oh, us. Make me think. <laughs> she's still. <laughs> <laughs> she's telling some story about how she had a trick, and he was big, fat, and hairy and greasy, and she's going through the whole thing about how it was just gross, and then he's like, and then she just. He wanted. He pulled out and came on my face. And I saw this movie when I was like thirteen. Mm. Not to come face again. Yeah. But I, this isn't me making up stories. It's a film. Yeah. So don't think that I'm being gross. But I remember hearing that and being like, "That's a thing." <laughs> what? Ew. Uh, nothing even comes out yet. Ew. So I don't. I don't know what she's talking about. Thirteen things. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, no, I of all the Vegas films, Leaving Las Vegas, I think it's one of the, it's just it's just a great film. It's not a true Vegas film, but I always like swingers. They that's go, a Vegas they film. They go to Vegas. Yeah, no, no, that's a, to it's, me, that's a Vegas film. It's not a, it does not take place in Vegas the whole time, but it's no, that's a Vegas film. Like but the whole cent- the one. focus of the film is to get to Vegas and No, but I I, I personally hate that film, but it it's a Vegas film. Yeah. Uh, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. It's so good. It's good. It's Kevin Costner, man. As a bad guy. As a bad guy. And, and dressed as Elvis. Kurt Russell. Oh, I, shit, I forgot. It does not... I mean... God. One of my all-time favorite Kurt Russell films, and I will call it a film, is Tango and Cash. That's a good movie. Tango. Cash. Cash. <laughs> Tango. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Jack Palance. Yeah. Oh, Again. Jack Palance. Tango and cash. Cash and tango. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. In and fact, the guy I, with the I, fake English accent and the tiny tiny ponytail. Oh, yeah. My thing is, I think that if I ever wrote a film, and I've, I, this has actually been a dream of mine, to write a film. I, I, I yeah. won't, probably. <laughs> well, that's not true. We are going to write Andy Griffith's Porto Parody. A different type of film. Yeah. But I've, I've always thought, I could write a movie... And I have this fantasy in my head about what it would be about. But it's funny, the actors that I cast, mm. and actresses, but mostly actors. I know two people that are definitely in my film. Yeah. Kevin Costner, Val Kilmer. I don't know what they're going to do. Mm. Got to have them in it. Even fat Val Kilmer now. I've, I've done this before where I've written the idea of, of a movie or like a dark TV script before. And two people... I had an idea once for a crime drama that centered around an old school tattoo shop where everybody that's working in there is mostly old school guys. They're not they're not young and pretty on a TV show on TLC. Two lead actors, Ted Levine and and Craig T. Nelson <laughs> coach. <laughs> Both both guys who you've seen with long hair before and could look a little ragged and a little run down, old school tattoo artists that work in a shop and some crime, some sort of criminal thing breaks that breaks. I don't know. I don't even remember how it worked out, but I always said yeah. Craig T. Nelson, Ted Levine. Those are my guys. OK. Hands down. 
Well, I saw Craig T with the long hair and that Blades of Glory. Yeah, there you go. Killed it. Just picture that, but, you know, ragged, five Raggedy. o'clock shadow, yeah. gnarly old prison tats. I have an Andy Griffith's porno parody title. Just came to mind. Okay. Do you want to, do you need a drum roll? Like a... The Mayberry Bush. <laughs> more of a segment than a title. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it's, okay, we break it down. We break, no, 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 no. We break it down like a Tarantino. Yeah. Like we, <laughs> we have a scene that happens and yeah. then like screen goes black and then the thing, the Mayberry Bush comes across. <laughs> Speaking of that, I've decided I want to recast Helen Crump. I, I've decided. Not if, Sasha Gray? If we're going to be serious about this, which I, I, I do want to get serious about it. I, I want- Before you continue, I've spent too much of my time <laughs> since we last recorded thinking about our Andy Griffith porn parody. I want to st- strictly cast working actors and actresses as far as the sex scenes go. I think Ron Jeremy doesn't actually perform anymore, but we could still get him as Otis. He's just not going to bone anybody. But I think, given our conversation earlier... Cold cuts. I'm sorry. Continue. Let's go. You're not going to be in the movie, buddy. He can be in the movie, but he's like a side character. Given our conversation earlier, I'm I'm thinking I want to do Riley Reed for for Helen Crump. Oh well, you sold me at Riley Reed. <laughs> she can be in the movie no matter. I, wouldn't that be amazing? I still don't have a Barney Fife some... in mine. <sighs> and because we record this on my phone, I can't sit here and Google. I had I had the presence of mind the other day to just Google working male porn stars and start scrolling for. Okay, okay, okay. Rather than finding one, maybe we. Or then casting, maybe we discover Ryan. Maybe we discover Barney Fife. It's got to have a huge hog. <laughs> it certainly can't be us. But we can discover yeah. a Barney Fife. But I don't know. Uh, you know, so I think Sasha Gray is an easy go. Also, but she's not working. Also, anymore. we this need is to find someone. Really, I'm not going to say it's ruined. Okay, so here's the thing. I watch Andy Griffith's show. <laughs> uh, it's on. It's on every night. Yeah. TV Land channel I have. It comes on typically about four to six. Yeah. And I don't get to catch a lot of them. But in, if I'm home by five, I, I'll watch an Andy Griffith before the Braves come on, <laughs> so I can relive those those days of the youth. And it's. Pretty much ruined the show for me because now all I'm doing is say, "Okay, how can we turn that storyline?" Because there's, there's, there's a, there's a, one I watched. Does Evanstone know how to fish? <laughs> there was one I watched on Monday where Opie has befriended. He keeps telling Andy that he's made a friend in this guy named Mister McBeavy. This is okay, right here. Sorry. No, you're good. Adrian is in. I mean, Adriana underwear. That's yeah. good, always. I'm gonna grab a beer and listen to you. What we should do is uh, pause. It. Let's, let's uh, take a commercial break. We'll be right back from this word. WFCK taking a commercial break. All right, we'll see you. In five, four, three, two, and fucking cold cuts ruined it. Can you take your bone elsewhere? Pedriac Bar and Grill is proud to represent this pie thing of ours. Come on down on Tuesdays for 50 cent wings in a traditional Irish sauce. It's kind of bland and smells like cabbage. We made a shepherd's pie for Thursday night. No one's buying it. <laughs> uh, um, 
So yeah, we do a lot of we were this, before we left for break. We were we were talking about the porn yet again. The Andy Griffith porn. Well, it's gonna be an ongoing thing until we fully cast it, and then we gotta script it, and then we gotta get actors and actresses in here to do a live read. I'm really starting to think that there is a part of us that wants to see this come to fruition. Oh yeah, but I also think that we're never gonna get these big name porno actors to join in Pro- probably not not so not I, without a not without somebody paving the way for us to pitch it to the right studio like if we can get into evil angel or digital playground like we have we have the, the best porno idea ever and pitch it yeah then their pull could get the Evan I suppose Stones my concern is that in the Riley will Reeds. it work to the this this millennial generation who is, is driving the porn engine do porno, they know? Do they? Porno. It is, but our cell is is selling to someone who knows what the hell Andy Griffith show is. Are they out there? Yeah, they're It'll out there. Across all generations, you're gonna get your dad and your brother. We're not gonna get <laughs> my dad. <laughs> Chances are okay. We'll get my brother, but he didn't. He was too young. But what? What? What if we had a porno? What if we had a Blu-ray Blu-ray feature where you could just watch the the plot lines and skip the sex. Your dad's not going to tune in just to see what we came up with. Let's, let's leave him out, <laughs> out of this for now. I'm saying, yeah, he might roll in. He might, you know, yeah, he's supportive. He's supportive guy. He might be like, I'm proud of him. Kind hey, of. I like that Riley Reed too. <laughs> That's what we might find out. Like, Oh shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. At your sister's wedding, he pulls you aside. It's like, Hey, Austin, I know Evan Stone too. <laughs> We're in LA together. I'm in a bar. Uh, yeah, and that's. I mean, huge hug. Am I right? Yeah, oh, yeah. No Martin there. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, look. There's the band. Adriana's bandmate getting beat beat up by. Also, the snake leather pants. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're really sorry. We, we, we really actually wish we could cover more Sopranos in this episode. And we also know we don't really cover the Sopranos. We talk... If, you were if here you're for, tuning into this show for the Sopranos, yeah. you're tuning into the wrong show. Well, we wanted it to be a backbone. And for the most part, we've given it what I would call the college try. However, this episode really is just so shitty. If this was episode one, we would have never gotten off the ground. We well, would have probably just I called would, it quits. Yeah, I would never watch it. I would have just stuck with Oz. <laughs> Prison rape is better than this. I mean, this is... Oh, she's starting to really come into her own, though. Isn't Meadow Soprano? Easy. She's like 17 here, I think. Is that a problem? <laughs> it depends on what state we're in. Yeah. I guess that's... Look, I've already established with the braces that yeah, I yeah, have yeah. a problem. We know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I'm not a, a diddler. But <laughs> I think she's 18 in this. I don't know. I, I'm only kidding. And in real life, she's like 26. So I'm kicking myself because I had made it a point getting back to Andy Griffith to... Damn it. I tried, people. I was gonna. I was gonna at least offer one more new cast member tonight, like a like maybe Gomer or something. But I, I you don't. Do you have a Gomer? If you have a Gomer, I'll, we can just turn this into the Andy Griffith porno <laughs> podcast. This pod porn of ours. I don't have a Gomer. Goober? No. And Goober's perfectly. I mean that that should be. Like you're not even name changing that one. You're like, hey, there's old Goober. The only thing you add is like, there's ten inch Goober. 
That's literally it. Like, you don't change that role at all. Just, oh, 10-inch goober. I, I don't have any new actors. I'm going to have to do some more research. You know, maybe we'll cover it on 11. I have thoroughly and vividly pictured Stormy Daniels with the Ain't B hairstyle now, though. Like, <laughs> like up in a bun with the house apron and the long sleeve dress. And if you could even get her to ooh, put on that, that ain't B voice. I, I have pictured Stormy. Oh, Andy. I have pictured Stormy with the librarian hairdo that ain't B has. And it, I, it works. Stormy's definitely in. So I'll be honest with you. I, uh, up until the recent, uh, you know, current events, I had never seen Stormy Daniels in any porn ever. I don't think I have either. I and, still, I, I and so, of course, curiosity yeah. killed the cat and my dick. And I uh, wanted to watch some stormy porn. Very underwhelming. Mm. But I can see why that attracted old Donald. Simple, easy, nothing fancy. Felt like he could probably get her into a room. Yeah. Did. My question was for her. You're going to let... I don't care whose dick it is. Some random, uncovered... No braces. Donald Trump dick, <laughs> just no. Yeah, it's and I'm not. Even, this is not political. I feel a hundred percent that that happened. Yeah. Honestly, if he if he was a, a genuine decent decent president, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> he just happens to be a shit bag, but like he set his standards so low for porn stars. Like you could have probably pulled something better. Yeah. Well, no, I think he got what he could going back to something you've said before where I, I, you've brought this up in a previous episode. And I do think that the reason there's all this, can I fire Mueller talk? This is a witch hunt converse. I think the reason is it bad or good? So good. Sorry. I'll get you some more. Julius Ecto. Um, I think the reason he's so panicked and you've touched on this, I think we are going to find out at the end of this that he is only worth a quarter of a million dollars. No, I know that he's only worth a quarter of a million dollars. And that, if that is proven on paper and validified in the courts with the FBI, that kills all of his bullshit, I'm a self-made billionaire bravado. Yeah. And if there's anything he does not want, his mindless doesn't doesn't care what he says or does based to to know is that he's a fraud. Maybe he falls so far that he takes on a role as Floyd the Barber. <laughs> in our in our in our movie. But we Mayberry have a, Bush. even your dad has said Floyd's gonna be packing the biggest dog. That's dong. true. And we know he has very tiny hands <laughs> and uh, probably a medium sized penis. Alright, I wanna say this. I don't know what the crazy sisters from Mount Pilot look like. They were one of them was pretty, kind of like sprightly and all over the place. They're both blonde. I have well, I was gonna say I have cast them and I've cast them with blonde girls. Okay. The first one is Jesse Jane. Mm. I'm sure you're familiar with. I am. Um, and the other one, I can't remember her name, but she's in a lot of films with Jesse Jane. Also blonde. I feel like her name is Riley, and I don't know her last name. It's not the one we've discussed. No, no. There's what a about lot of Riley's. I, I, I'm going to throw one out there. Maybe you know her, maybe you don't. Because you seem to like, you, you seem to be like, if this was baseball cards, <laughs> you're buying the 2018 stuff i i'm still in like 2007 well, jesse jane's 07 okay mia malkova i don't know that name okay you should because there's not an ass like it in the business <laughs> is she blonde yes all right well then she can be the other mount pilot 
sister. She would be the pretty one. So we need like the other one needs to be less pretty. Is but she, well, is is there anything wrong with Jesse Jane for the other one? No, nah, I'm fine with it. The other one I'm thinking it does, of. None of this fucking matters. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. Shut up. This is important. <laughs> it's important to me. <laughs> I have it all written down in my journal at home. Also, I did spend some time having listened um, to our previous one. Uh, I can acquiesce to having an Opie scene, but he needs to be, <laughs> he needs to be clearly... All right, well, that's a, Owen Gray. An 18, 19. <laughs> yeah. Like, he needs to be Opie coming, like, just graduated high school Opie. Well, James Dean could be Opie. No, he's out. That fucking guy is, like, a piece of shit. Okay. Uh, you've seen that stuff about him, right? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was. He got a little rapey, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, well, that's one way to put it. Or you can just say he got rapey. It's not <laughs> a little rapey. Okay, yeah, he's out. Yeah. There is another guy that's in a lot of the... Uh, the Joanna Angel movies, the alt ones with the tattoos. He, I don't know his name, but I can, I've seen his face. He, I do have. It's amazing your he, knowledge. He'd be a good Opie Taylor. <laughs> I, I'm not even calling you out. It's just amazing your depth of knowledge. On I have. This I, I remember everything. It's a. It's a. I, it's a blessing. It's a, a blessing. Curse. Yeah. No. There's a reason I'm good at Jeopardy. Is the same way. But yeah. I don't. The, you're, you're. If there was a porno Jeopardy, I would win. That you thing. would. F- oh man. Every daily double. All of it. True daily double, Alex. <laughs> That would be you. No, there You'd was be a, the Ken uh, Jennings of porn jeopardy. <laughs> and now, welcoming back our 42nd week winner, Brent Hickman. There was. Go ahead. <laughs> there Sorry. was a there was a there was a digital playground fighter pilot movie that I remember seeing the box of. I feel like I was at a starship, probably buying like a, a cigar or something. I wasn't buying porno on this particular trip. And it was like a fighter pilot porno, and Jesse Jane was one of them. And the other blonde one I'm thinking of was too. And I've, I I know that they do a lot of movies together. They're, they're very familiar with one another. So because of their on-screen relationship, I thought, well, if there, anybody's going to portray the Mount Pilot sisters... It should be those two. I'm in. But uh, I, I, yeah, I'm i glad you're open to adult Opie. We can work that in. It just has to. We have to have some cooth. We have to. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be. Guys, a, this is getting a little inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> can someone take that dick out of Aunt B's asshole for a second so we can talk about this guys, upcoming Opie guys, scene? Guys, guys, <laughs> trying to have a meeting here. <laughs> I don't come to your place of business and take. Well, okay, never mind. <laughs> I literally just did that. <laughs> we have to discuss the plot lines here, people. <laughs> no, I do. It's, you mentioned Superbad earlier, but it's funny because in Superbad, you're talking about, I just like my porn to have some production value, Evan. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I kind of feel that same way. If I was going to ever put my fake name, and it would clearly be my fake name, yeah. to, a, to a porno, I just want some... It just can't be up close ball shots. It can't be. No, I said this. Uh, I said this in one of the last episodes we did. This has got to. This cannot be an eighty twenty porno parody where no. it's eighty percent porn and twenty percent parody. It's got to be like sixty forty. We have forty because that's the good. The forty could be so good here. We yeah. have so much material to work to work on. It would on. be something to where Ron nip it, Howard nip it in the bud. It would be something where Ron Howard sits down and watches it on Blu-ray and goes, you know what? I don't normally watch porno, but goddamn. 
They really hit this out of the park. If I thought of Ron Howard, that <laughs> even came across his his just yeah, and he was like, I don't like who they cast for me. But <laughs> outside of that, is there a reason Opie doesn't even have red hair? <laughs> Did they? That just seems that's lazy. The, that's I mean. All right, there you go. Like Google this red-haired male porn star. Doesn't, we're not even gonna. We're find not gonna one. get there. It would have to be just. Honestly, you'd have to just put like a really over-the-top sensational wig on the guy, <laughs> and that would actually sell better because you're like, yeah. that's ridiculous, but yeah. it looks funny. Yeah, there's a guy with a shitty red wig just now I tearing I, into one of the crazy girls from Mount Pilot. For this film, I'm picturing something where when somebody watches it for the first 15 minutes, they're confused and thinking they're actually watching some real cinema. Yeah. It's like like film noir. Like wait a second, this is this is a porno parody. Here's a question. I'm, I'm really Here's something here we have this is high quality stuff. Here's something we haven't touched on. Do we do it in black and white? I said that did you? Yeah, the when we first brought it up, you said, "Is this a thing?" And I, you said, "I think this might be a thing." And I said, "In black and white." Oh, you did. It's gonna be in black and white. Has to be. So, so the red we don't have to worry about red hair yeah, anymore. Yeah, well, no, we're good there. Uh, Holy shit! Would a black and white porno sell now? We're gonna break ground on multiple levels, especially if we follow through with the Gomer's gay sex scenes. To any of our twenty-four followers. <laughs> Please do not pirate this idea from us. <laughs> Just collaborate. Yeah. No, contribute. Everybody gets everybody gets a writing credit. Everybody. <laughs> so this episode is finally over. We took an unannounced break <laughs> to grab a beer and, and make a pee-pee. <laughs> and episode 10's finally behind us. Oh, but what a what a landmark for us though. It's a, it, it's a real tribute to how this show works because normally something on The Sopranos, sorry, I, I'm having one of those things where you can't get the air out right because you, you belched and the beer's kind of trapped. Normally we watch The Sopranos, something happens, you talk about Chris having nightmares about committing murder, I connect that to masturbation and we have a good time. That did not happen on, on this episode. We, if we had had paid real attention to it, we would have just shit on Massive Genius and Adriana's ex boyfriend's band the whole time. I don't know if it would have been that funny. I'm much happier that we just focused in and and really hashed out some of the finer details of uh, the Mayberry Bush. Mm, the Mayberry Bush. I do like the idea of stealing from Tarantino and breaking the porno up into chapters. And me too. So the I good mean, thing about you got the Mayberry all, Bush, you got the crazy girl from Mount Pilot. Yeah. You got Mr. McBeavy, which we didn't touch on yet. Well, I started to. His name is Mr. McBeavy? It's an episode. It's when I told you I saw That's you. That's perfect. I, listen, I know. So <laughs> listen. Listen. Do you think the Wait, writers of because, the real Andy Grimm no, show? Maybe. But if you let me fucking finish, when I got to the, well, I was watching one yesterday. Today's Tuesday. Yes, today's Tuesday. I was watching one yesterday. I got home. It was about 6.30. And uh, I go to TV Land because I really do like to watch the, the real Andy Griffith show before I watch The Braves because it makes me feel nostalgic for my youth. It's gonna be funny when you start getting boners watching Andy Griffith. I already have. <laughs> uh, it's a little problematic. Six thirty, a little early for anything like that. But Floyd's getting me all yeah hot and heavy. If Otis says that again, I swear. Um, surprise! 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 surprise. Nip it. 
anyways, so I'm watching, and it's the episode where, uh, fuck me. What's the kid's name we were just saying? We're, Opie. Opie. Jesus loves me, this I know. Uh, Opie is adamant that he's met a new friend while he's out gallivanting through the, the woods of North Carolina. Mm. And is he that said, where it takes place? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and he's, oh, that's where, that's where Andy Griffith is from. North Carolina. Mount Airy? No? Nothing? You have um, to realize, Andy Griffiths was a burden to me as a kid. I was not interested in watching old <laughs> black and white TV out, outside of maybe the months. It doesn't matter. You, I, I'm actually, even beyond the show, I'm a huge fan of Andy Griffith. In fact, I've told you yeah, I know. that I want to do a sideshow that's strictly about Andy Griffith's stand-up. That's a whole other thing. Because it was not really stand up in the sense that we think of it today, but still very funny. But anyways, I was watching a show on it's Monday like night. It's like variety show comedy. Kind of. He sings, but his stories are so pure. It, and it is stand up in the sense that he's telling stories from his youth, and they're funny. So isn't that stand up? Yeah. Not, it's, they're not really written jokes per se, but some of the best stand up. I mean, would you say Richard Pryor? It's, it's pretty much the same thing. He was telling the... Stories from his youth and embellishing a little bit. Same yeah. thing Andy Griffith did. Yeah. Different audiences. <laughs> but anyhow, a little. A little bit. Anyways, <laughs> I was watching one last night, and I've seen it a hundred times, but Opie is adamant that he's made a new friend while he's gallivanting out in the woods, and his name is Mr. McBeavy. And Mr. McBeavy lives in the trees, and he has a silver hat. And, all, and, he, and he, no gag reflex. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get through this, then we'll come back to the point. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, yeah. I like that you like your own punchline that much because it is that good. Sometimes you do laugh at your own punchline. I rarely laugh that hard at something I say. No, no, you're right because if I mean I'm the laugh man, and and the golden voice himself is just taking himself into laugh man territory. No, it's just you were on a roll of all the things he has. It's like yeah. and no gag reflux. No reflex. gag reflux. You nailed it. He's the Anyways, original Heather. Anyway. <laughs> Jeez, I'm peaks. Anyways, he, he, he's got the silver helmet. He lives in the trees. He jingles when he walks. He jumps from tree to tree. All this shit. And Andy thinks, appropriately, that Opie is telling tall tales. Yeah. That he is using too much of his imagination. That this person is a figment of Opie's imagination. And every day it gets continually, like, he's like, no, no, Pa. He's real. And Andy eventually sits him down and is like, now look. No one has a silver hat. No one jumps from tree to tree. No one doesn't have a gag reflux. <laughs> all these things. He and jumps it, from tree to tree. He, he does DP all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, like, if you don't stop lying, I'm going to have to whoop you. And back in that day and age, like, that was a big deal. No one wants to see Opie get whooped. He got threatened to get whooped a lot. Maybe that's something we can tap into. <laughs> just saying. Opie Taylor's fetish corner. Title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> You just nailed episode 10. <laughs> Opie Taylor's fetish. Oh, happy anniversary. We made it to 10. <laughs> Opie Taylor's fetish, fetish corner. corner. But anyhow, he, he says, you're going to have to stop making up tall tales. You need to go, you know, grow up, tell the truth. Tell me the truth. If you, don't, if you tell me the truth, I won't whip you. If you keep on with this, you're going to get whipped. I'm having such a hard time picturing the real Andy Griffith do this and also not letting Evan Stone interrupt like, <laughs> I understand. But let me get to the end of this and we'll come back. And he says, <sighs> Opie says, no, Dad, I'll show you. And he takes him out in the woods. And the whole time it's like this kind of awkward. He's like, Mr. McBeavy, Mr. McBeavy. 
and Andy's like wondering, clearly wondering, when is he going to stop this charade? How far is this little shithead going to push this before I have to whoop him? And sure enough, Mr. McBeavy is real, but he just happens to be one of the local like uh, tree cutters. He's a guy that comes down. And he, sure enough, he's got a silver helmet. Mm. Sure enough, he jingles because he's got all these keys and chains on his shirt. He's got a chainsaw. Yeah. He jumps from tree to tree he because that's no his fucking... And he has no <laughs> gag reflux. All these things are true. And Andy runs down and hugs Opie. It's this beautiful scene. He's like, he, I told you, Paul, I wasn't lying. And Mr. McBeavy is real, but also Mr. McBeavy could be Mr. fucking McBeavy in our Andy in the Mayberry Bush. I'm just saying, that's like, that's just one storyline. Could... What if we call the episode Mr. McBeavy in the Mayberry Bush? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. And not only that, you, you got, you got, you, we got Ernest T. Bass to work with. Don't you don't even know what that is, do you? No. Oh, shit. Sorry, microphone. You got Ernest T. Bass to work with. And, and anybody listening, your dad, your mom, come on. They're going to love. Ernest T. Bass was the, the wild mountain moon, you know, moonshiner, redneck, crazy person that threw rocks through people's houses and had to get arrested from time to time. He's perfect for this. Ernest T. Bass. So what's he doing in the porno? Is he throwing? He's Ernest T. or Ernest D. Bass. <laughs> Ernest Deep Ass. <laughs> Ernest Deep Ass. That's perfect. He's solely there for anal, bro. He's, uh, <laughs> is he the recipient of God? <laughs> no, he's giving. He's giving? Ernest is not taking. Ernest is giving. 100%. Oh, boy. It got real. <laughs> it got really real. Uh... The sorry we're going to give to people right now is really sorry. Because we have just... Mr. McBeavy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, Opie. <laughs> oh, now we're... The 50... Oh, we talked about... Is it inclusive for everyone? No, that's specifically... I think if there's going to be any guy-on-guy scenes in our film, it's going to be Gomer Pyle related. Has to be. It has to be, just because of the whole Jim Neighbors thing. I think we just call them Jim Neighbors <laughs> until we get sued. We, we get sued, but like, we just take, we don't want to besmirch Gomer's fine name. You know, I I think we might lose people. We might have to just keep the Gomer Pyle character straight for the sake of the, of the film. I just want to take a sidebar real quick. I think we're going to lose people. This, this is the this is the best beer night of all the beer nights. It's this is an amazing beer night. Shout out to the unofficial sponsor <laughs> that gave us all this beer. This, yeah, we can't we can't say where he's from because we don't want to do that. But I have had some simply exceptional, and you know I don't like beer. Yeah, these are exceptional beers. We got Julius Ector Premium Weissbier. Don't know where it's from. Says Premium. Bavarian ale. Don't I grabbed that there. one. Normally, when I go see this guy and he loads me up with a you know a, a case full of random beers, you know that are all from the sample room, uh, I'll pick for myself and he'll make a few suggestions and throw stuff in. That German one, I specifically grabbed, thinking you would like it. No, and and, and, and I did. I think this was exceptional. I'll say it again: the Julius Ecta Premium Weissbier. Not sure where it's made. We'll come back to that. However, this. Cesson Dupont from a Belgian farmhouse ale and the Brasserie Dupont to Pièce Belgium. Belgium is absolutely fantastic. 
Belgium. Isn't Jean Claude Van Damme from Belgium? Just I mean, see if he did. I'll just say yeah if it helps. I don't know. <laughs> I like Bloodsport. God, <laughs> it's Frank it's Dukes. The <laughs> the the movie where he kicks a tree down with his shin is that whole scene. Is that is, Bloodsport? I don't I don't know. It might be. You've seen Bloodsport. I I have seen Bloodsport. I don't know if the scene or it's really more of a montage where he chops down like a a bamboo tree by just shin kicking it for days and days and days and I, days. Yeah, I think that's blood sport. That scene is burned into my brain. Kind of like when, uh, 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 is it the same actor that plays Lando Calrissian in Predator when he gets his arm shot off? Okay, well, one, the so character, the no. Carl Weathers was that's definitely right, not Carl Weathers. Lando Calrissian. If he had no, been. yeah, no, that's right. That's <laughs> Billy. That's uh, that's uh, Billy. What's his name? You, you nailed it. It's just calling Billy because I don't remember the the rest of his name. But if I, I'm I'm sorry, even if I did know it, now all I see is Carl <laughs> Weathers as Lando Calrissian. <laughs> oh, what's his name? What's <laughs> that? What's the actor that played Lando's name? I don't know. I will tell you a funny story. I have a guy which, at work. Which, which of those two guys is the Colt 45 guy? I don't know, but let me get to my story. <laughs> I had a guy at work, and I love this guy. He's a real funny hoot. And he says, uh, he's he's doing something. He's loading a truck, and he, he this was about a year ago, and he leans over, and he says, hey, man, can I get a hando Calrissian over here? <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't even help him. I just I was I was laughing too hard. I was like, no man, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I, can I get a hand? And so I turned into being me, something sexual. So I came home and I was like, hey, uh, you think I can get a hando Calrissian tonight? <laughs> Old fashioned, as it were. Yeah. I love. Uh, I forget what show it is with uh, Carl Weathers. Is like, keep them rib bones, get in, get good bonus. Why don't you get yourself a stew going, baby? <laughs> Yeah, it's Billy. You're definitely right about the Billy. So Carl Weathers is Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Yeah. And is and is I think he's the Colt 45 guy. I mean, I don't I don't know. I I, I like to pride myself on being knowing of and useless Apollo, information. And Carl Weathers is also Billy. No, he's not Billy. Billy is the the uh the Indian guy. Carl Weathers is also the black guy from Predator who gets his arm shot yes. off. Yes. Yes. So what a loaded cast. Jesse the Body, Carl Ventura, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm a genuine t- sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> and the governor of Minnesota. It was so obvious, even as a kid, the two guys that were going to die first out of that group of, yeah. of men. The nerdy guy with the glasses and the little guy. It's like, yeah. it's not any of the huge dudes. And what the the dude from Commando that dry shaves the whole time with a razor? It's just like what a fucking what a badass motherfucker! Just just walking around with a single blade disposable razor, just dry shaving, shaving. just dry shaving. Like that's my thing. I keep it close to the skin. Can I, I ask you something? I got we have no a lot more. We, we've established. I think it was three or four. I don't. You're clearly more bearded, bearded, bearded. Bearded. Beard laden. Beard laden than me. Osama beard laden. <laughs> but uh, when you see these movies. That's your title. Yeah. Well, it could be. I'm still sticking with the one we just originally had. But. Um, what was it? Opie Taylor's Fetish Corner? Yeah. Opie Taylor's or, Fetish or Corner. Or Mr. McBeebee's <laughs> Mayberry Bush. <laughs> we can't go wrong. 
We really can't go wrong. But when you see these these movies where like these men with beards and they and they have their big Bowie knives, right? Yeah. And they're they're just trimming like I get if you pull the beard out and mm. just cut it, that would work, right? Yeah. But like getting a close shave It's not gonna with, happen. But you know what I'm talking about. You see yeah. like these guys and these movies, they're just like they might have a little foamy water mm. or whatever they had as shaving cream back in like 1870. Yeah. But they're like close shaving with their Bowie knives. And I was like, I don't think that would work. It it would have to be razor thin to even give you a kind of a shape. Yeah. It's not going to happen. What you need is a little disposable razor that you keep in your chest pocket. And every time you're like waiting to get, uh, you know, murdered by an invisible creature in the woods, you just... You just scrape it on your cheeks and, and dry shave yourself and then maybe draw a little blood on purpose to show how tough you are. This Belgian beer might be taking me down, but why is there a monster all of a sudden in the shaving scene? I'm talking about Predator. Oh. <laughs> we took it back to Predator. We took it back to Predator. Got it. I love when... I like Predator 2. Danny Glover at his best. One of my favorite Predator 2 stories ties into a buddy of mine named Will, who was my drinking buddy. We turned 20 run... 21. 20. <laughs> that sounds like a good movie. He's bounding down, 20 running, coming. Well, you know, we had some tequila and some beers. It's it's bound to happen near the end. We had some chicken wings, too, though. Those were good. Uh, he and I turned 20. New uh, advertisement. Otter's chicken. At this point, you're not even paying for it. We're going to give you the free advertisement. Otter's, you're doing great. Just make them a little crispier. A little crispier. Uh, crack that lid, delivery driver. Crack that lid. <laughs> Uber Eats, when you pick up your chicken wings, crack the lid. Make your customers happy. <laughs> also, don't spill the tea on the way over. <laughs> and then just say, sorry, we spilled the tea. Read the liner notes. We asked for extra buffalo sauce. <laughs> <laughs> no, you remember that. We ordered Zaxby's. I do. The lady gets here and like, I spilled your tea. <laughs> okay. So it's just gone then? That's it then? Yeah, I'm sorry. There's no and I honestly felt bad for her because you could tell she had a little bit of distress because she was driving like a Chevy Equinox. And she was like, now there's sweet tea <laughs> all over my floorboard. And I was like, well, my dollar is now your discomfort. Good luck cleaning that out. Uh, but yeah. So me and my buddy Will, we Will. turned 21 around the same time. And we started going to the East Atlanta Village bars. Oh, wow. Graveyard Tavern, uh, the Earl, uh, Eastside Lounge when it was still a thing, which I was always told was a big cocaine bar. I never saw that, but that was the lore around Eastside Lounge. All those hipsters. That was your lore or just the I, lore? I had heard that from several people like, oh, if you want blow, go to Eastside Lounge. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure all they're good for is overpriced drinks, but whatever. All of those bars, maybe excluding the Earl, were well-known and probably still are for playing old movies <laughs> on all their TVs. You could, you could walk into the graveyard on any night of the week and see Dune on, like, nine televisions. Never seen Dune, but continue. You don't need to. Yeah. Uh, anyways, me and my buddy Will, neither of us are dating anybody. We're both sort of committed to this idea of going out and socially drinking and meeting women. But neither of us are particularly good at it, and I'll say it, Will especially, just not a social butterfly. I was one of his few friends that he saw on a regular basis. We're sitting at Eastside Lounge, we're drink, we're splitting a PBR pitcher, and uh, Predator 2 is playing on the three TVs they have behind the bar. And the bar is actually kind of dead. 
And then in walks these two very cute girls. And they sit down right next to us. Nice. And the, you know, it's, it, it kind of, it goes me, then Will, then the first cute girl, then the second cute girl. So I am farthest away from them. And the girl nearest to Will said, you know, uh, you know I'm Stacy or whatever her name was. Uh, what are you guys drinking? She's just some sort of opener to make conversation because nobody's in the bar except for me and Will. And they just walked in and I'm hearing this, but she's directing it to him. So he has to answer. And, and, uh, and he just looked at her and he just went, uh, predator two's on. (laughs) (laughs) Just gave her the, gave her the uh, hand, like the, like like you're wafting a fart in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Predator two's on. What the and they and God, so, stop the whole story now. Where is Will right I, now? I don't honestly. I don't know. We we had a we had a bit of a falling out, which was mainly born out of the fact that I met Kristen and then had a girlfriend. And yeah, but hurt that we weren't going to be miserable together anymore. Yeah. Um. And that was that. The last time I saw him, he was working in, in the kitchen at one of the Victory Sandwich shops, doing well, but about the same personality wise. He uh, said. Eh. Predator 2 is on. <laughs> that could be a title too. I'm serious. This episode he, he has produced her four potential he, titles. He wafted her like a fart in the air and just went, eh, Predator 2. <laughs> understandably. Like someone says at the bar. Okay, what are you doing tonight? I don't know, man. But the bar is going to be showing Predator 2. <laughs> and I can't think of a better place to get an un- uninterrupted Uninterrupted <laughs> performance of Carl Weathers, or no fuck, no Danny Glover, Danny Glover yeah, in the, in the big best. city in with the, big the Jamaican city. criminals. God. So understandably, the girls walked away. No, well, yeah, they should have like left the bar. And I, I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. And I, I had a talking to with Will after that. I was like, uh, there's no one in here except us, and these two cute girls just walked in, and you fanned them away. <laughs> <laughs> for Predator 2. And you know what his response was? Well, I was watching the commercials and Fraggle Rock's coming on. <laughs> this can't be true. It is. No, not, not, not Fraggle Rock. What's the... This cannot be true. Not Fraggle Rock. What's the Jim Hansen puppet movie that's kind of scary that everybody from that generation loves? Oh, a Labyrinth. No, no, but similar. You're close. Oh, fuck. Um... It was, you sure it was Jim Henson? Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah. Very, very so similar. That yeah. was his, not Fraggle. His response was, well, I saw on the commercials that Dark Crystal's coming on next, and I, and I didn't want to get. Yeah, but he didn't say, like, I'll give you a few minutes before Dark Crystal comes on. He said, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Predator 2. Yeah. <laughs> and, when I, and when I gave him a hard time as to why, he said, well, Predator 2 is almost over, but Dark Crystal's coming on. I don't want to miss it. I was like, you're at a bar. It's like, this is why. At this point, this is your fault. Well. Uh, No, no, no. There's no one else to blame. It happened so fast. You were at a bar with a guy that would foo-foo. Okay, let's take it back a week. You got so drunk that you foo-fooed away the the pretty hot waitress, the Audrey Hepburn waitress, trying to take you up to your room Mm. and just fluffer your shitty dick. It wasn't going to ever, it was never going to happen. That's what I'm saying. She was going to try to manipulate your shitty dick 
And now you got this guy, you're not that drunk. That experience would have gone in the vault. Right. <laughs> but now you've got your friend shoo-shooing away beautiful women. It happened Predator 2 at a bar. And? And not even to watch Predator 2. But catch Fraggle, catch uh, <laughs> Dark Crystal. No, let's just call what it is. <laughs> to catch Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Insane. It happened very fast. And I pointed out that he was nearest to them because it was the sort of thing where her girlfriend was texting, so she's not tuned in. The only thing I wish is that we had lived closer. <laughs> because we would have been friends. Yeah. We're friends. We all, we're family, but we would have been like... Because that's different, you know? Because like you have you know, your family. Yeah. We saw each other at Christmases, birthdays, sporadically. When we were really little kids, we went to... Beach vacations. Yeah. Which, honestly, are a big part. But yeah, the, the adult hanging out really didn't spark until the around the time when you would come over for, for Spaghetti Sundays. And that was only once, bro. Think about that. And to be honest, we, we really didn't do it much after that one. Like, it was this hot thing where we're going to do spaghetti on Sundays. Well, you t- yeah, we talked about it. Because I was, I'll be honest, I was sad and lonely. <laughs> and you were like, we're having Spaghetti Sunday? Yeah. And I was like, I just... It was a, I would love to do something with people. It was a running gag where we were going to do it every Sunday, and we did hold to it for a couple of weeks, but it, it fizzled out. Of course, all things do. And I was just so grateful to be away from suburbia yeah. and y'all's location, even though it wasn't at you know Atlanta. It was Decatur, and it was fun! It was, it but was that's my point. Ponzi Highlands. It was Ponzi Highlands, whatever. But that, that's what I'm saying. It was just, I wish we had lived closer. Yeah. Because... These kind of stories would have been... <laughs> I would have been like, I, I'm not going to shoot anyone away for Predator 2. No. It would have taken like... I don't know what prequel it would have taken. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws 2. Despite the... Despite the... That is literally what he did. Like, he literally, like, like hand in the face, just going, eh, Predator 2 is on. <laughs> Uh, people, what you can't see is Brent's in person, in the way he looks off. I can tell that it's, it's seared. Into, the TV is up and to the side. It's up and, and to the she, side. And she's just pestering him with her vagina. <laughs> hey, do you want to get laid? Would you please? No, 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 no. I'm trying to drink $3 beers and watch Danny Glover fight a predator, and you're over here trying to make conversation with me and get in my pants. I could be at home home drinking 80-cent beer and doing the same thing and jerking it to this movie. It was the kind of thing where it happened fast. I could not stop it. I could not not fix it. They were were on their way out. And I just looked at him, (laughs) and I was mad... But it was also really funny. Yeah, you don't take that back. Once it's out in the ether, yeah. you don't like say, fuck, man. You say like, okay, that was kind of funny. <laughs> you just shoo-shooed yeah. a we, bunch of hot We've women. been coming to East Atlanta Village for months trying to meet women. And two just sat down next to us to start a conversation. And you wafted them away <laughs> like an old fart. So that we could continue to watch Predator 2 uninterrupted. And Over also, our $3 PBRs. And also be here in time for The Dark Crystal when, <laughs> when it premieres at 8. Fantastic. And once I said it out loud was when I started laughing about it. It was like, fuck, fuck you, fuck, this is funny. And, and that's when I, when I say I wish we had been 
yeah. geographically closer. Because that would have been... And it became very, it became a running joke between he and I. Every conversation at some point, one of us would go, eh, Predator 2. <laughs> <laughs> Until you got a girlfriend. Yeah. And then he's yeah, once, wallowed in his own misery. Once I, I, I had met Kristen at the Earl with him, and then we... Y'all met at the Earl? Yeah. I did not know that. And then we started bumping into each other at all those places. And once we exchanged information and started hanging out, and started dating soon after my time was kind of spoken for at that point, which I think led to a butthurt will tried to maintain some hang, hang out friendship for a while. But when you got a, a, a hot girlfriend and a, with her own apartment and you're still living with mom and dad, it's like, I'm going to go where she's going. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, in the interest of it, I live here now. Yeah, and I mean his his butt hurtedness. I live in our studio. Yeah, I know because of who I met. He he he. No, I need to preface that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. The real reason he was butt hurt, he didn't have a car, and he lived with a buddy of ours from high school in Roswell, very close to my parents. So whenever we wanted to go to the city, it was an easy. I'll swing by, pick you up, and we'll head downtown. Once I started dating Kristen. And moved in with her in the Ponzi Highlands. There goes his right. ni- nightly drinking mm-hmm. buddy. And I'm talking like six days a week, take one off to sleep and then do six more. Yeah. And I'm not swinging by anymore because I already live where we come to hang out. Yeah. Catch. And this is pre-Uber. Yeah. Uh, Will, do please subscribe. I have no animosity towards Will. I think he was mad at me for a while. But... I think he actually did all right because he ended up moving to the city on his own, working no, the in funny a few thing restaurants, is, and to change the subject from Will, when I was with your parents this weekend, yeah, uh, and I told you that it was very just happy to me. People love the pod. People love the pod. There might only be twenty four of them, but they love the pod. <laughs> and they, it can't, apparently, they don't love it enough to tell their friends about it. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen a share. <laughs> Uh, but they were, it was funny because they're out. I, I can't remember the context, but they were talking about it. And, uh, your dad made a joke. And he was like, and, uh, please do subscribe. And I, I don't remember what the context was, but he told that he, he yeah. was talking to Rusty and he was like, yada, yada, yada. And please do subscribe. <laughs> and I was like, he really is listening. He just referenced my show. He just referenced our show. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, no. If nothing else, it's a big hit with our immediate friend and family circle. If that is as far as it goes, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the pod goes there. The Andy Griffith porno parody, that's where we See, reach millions. That's my problem. I want the pod to go. I know this Fuck is. Fuck that, man. I'll take fame <laughs> however it comes. Me and you, we'll leave the wives and the kids at home. We'll go to Vegas for the AVN Awards. We'll accept our trophy. You guys have no idea where this came from. We started a Sopranos podcast. Uh, AVN attendees, please subscribe to TPTO. I have my hands around Evan Stone and Stormy Daniels as Aunt P. And I don't, and my name is not Austin Martin. It is Andrew McKeever. Riley Reed, you and I are going to talk later. <laughs> no more of the babysitter stuff. You've out, you've out welcomed it. I've heard anything goes at these shows. I got a pass from the wife. I'm ready to plow. 
I've got I got a handful of whatever the anti magnums are, and we are about to go down. You know those those funny condoms they sell at Spencer Gifts that <laughs> roll over a pencil. I got like seventeen I've, I've of them. Cut the fingers out of medical gloves. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, it's the thumb. <laughs> He said thumb, I say pinky, tomato, tomato. No, but yeah, no, it's just funny that it's, we've gotten to the 10th one and it's a, just a shit. And it's kind of like you said, we've, 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 we've bandied this about amongst ourselves that this is the only podcast I listen to. (laughs) And I know, I know that saying that there is a. There is definitely a sense of vanity. There's a little narcissism. There's a little narcissism. But it, it's like you you it's are just the, the president bleeding into our daily lives. Yeah. <laughs> we have we are taking on the POTUS and saying, We're the shit. Yeah. And we can't be wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, I went from listening to all those that I rattled off last week to pretty much only listening to us and the podcast version of the Eric Von Hessler show on WSB because yeah. they podcast it. But even that I've been slacking on because I listen to our shit so much. I listen to it to edit, and then I listen to it for shits and giggles. And then once it goes up on iTunes, I impulsively listen to it there because because I, I know all the transitions. The sound quality now versus the sound quality when I edit it versus the sound quality when SoundCloud filters it mm-hmm. versus the sound quality when iTunes picks it up, <laughs> it changes every time. Yeah. And so even after all the preemptive listens, I want to hear it again on iTunes to see, does it sound okay? Yeah. So by the end of each cycle, I've listened to every episode like seven or eight times. Let's do this. I say for the 10th. Wrapping up here, hour yeah. 48. For the 10th episode, let's give a shout out to those who have shown us the most love. Sure. Let's do it. So I'm going to start out with number one. Oh, Banks Hickman. Super fan. Super fan. This guy has been a super fan from day one. Love come faced. Yeah. Hope he's caught up because he. when we <clears throat> talked to him last week, he hadn't even heard Taco Chore. Yeah. Which he's, is, got, he's got TPTO sunglasses where the O and the P and the O and, <laughs> and O are the sunglasses. I mean, I don't want to discount that, but... Uh, even last week, spring break, he still had only heard up to six. He hadn't even heard Taco Chore, but he still... Well, that's because he was busy Taco Choring. <laughs> well, he was actually chocolate-tasking <laughs> down there in Pensacola, which they that's all they do. He's quick to respond. You been eating ass down there? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Banks Hickman, thank you so much. Uh, let's give a one to uh, Macy Sullivan. Macy Sullivan, yeah. She's a big fan. In fact, she told me this weekend that because of the pod, she actually started watching The Sopranos. <laughs> which is kind of sad because now we're about to transition oh, no. off of The Sopranos. But she said she had a great time. And she's like, this is actually a really good show. And I was like, well, I'm glad you're enjoying that. But it's not really what we do. <laughs> but Macy Sullivan. I'm glad you like The Sopranos. Yeah. That's not what we do. No. We just kind of touch we, on it and then yeah, pivot. We give you five minutes of that and... Well, I think you're probably slightly uh, you socialize with her a little bit more than I do. It's it's cool to know that she's listening. She is, she is listening. She's a fan. Your parents, both. Yeah, big fans. Yeah. Uh, in fact, more so than I could have even imagined, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But well, they're, they're supportive. They're well, they're supportive, but they're genuinely loving it. Really? And quoting it back to me. Like I said, your dad was like, uh, "Please do subscribe." Well, they'll they'll uh, they'll shower the praise on you more so than me, I, I suppose. It's it's kind of like what I was saying last week, where 
I'm, you know, your 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 dad might not speak as candidly with me as he does with you. True enough. Sort of thing. You know. But they're big fans. I know that if your mom is doing a jog, <laughs> as she told me she was, and Susan, don't even call me a liar because you told me this. You were doing a jog, and we were talking about taco choring and, and different ways to say it. This is I know that that must be hard for you to talk about taco choring and your mom in the same sentence. I've been in the cheetah with my mom. I am so aware. Nothing's off the nothing's table at off this the table. Point. But. She was like, she had all these things. She she was like, oh, there's different ways to say it. Oh, she's screaming them out while she's in the park. And I was like, this is really hit. This is a hit. Yeah. If it never goes anywhere else, I have my beloved aunt <laughs> screaming out bean flicking <laughs> while she's running through the park, thinking that she's on live radio. Well, before we, before we uh, give credit to anybody else, you bring this up, I need to ask, are your parents listening? Yes, they are. Okay. My mother is... Um, Sending me the uncomfortable. Messages. I did know that your mom was listening. She she actually texted me to get some SoundCloud links because her iTunes was acting up. Yep. And I believe verbatim, uh, I apologized for what she was about to hear, and she replied, "Oh, it's fine. If I can make it through Cumface, I can make it through." Anything. Yeah, she's all yeah, she's all in. So Carrie Martin, thank you so much. Yeah. Or if you need an alias, we can edit that out. <laughs> uh, Catherine Matthews. <laughs> No, it stays in. It stays in. Every, nothing's getting edited on the 10th episode. Everybody knows our last names, and we called out Tim and Carrie for punishing you for pot. And while we're, on, while we're on, yeah. <laughs> I, it was my own fucking note. It's my handwriting. It's my handwriting. There's no arguing. While we're on that, Emily Martin might be second to Banks, maybe even first, yeah. as our biggest fan. We'll let them, Giant fan. We'll let them duke it out in July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that might be good. Let's see who, who you know. What we should do. We're doing a live. We're going to do a live show there. Oh yeah, we are. Aren't we? I don't. We've I, discussed. We do a live. We discussed doing a show there. I don't know. How we how how do we do a live show? I don't know if we do a live per se, but we're going to be on location in Los Angeles. I think what a, we have. Let me finish. Okay. We do a we we've, we've heard all ten of these yeah. multiple times. Maybe we put Banks and Emily. In a contest, give them some trivia. In a trivia, and say a TPTO, a TPTO trivia. trivia well, see who's the number one fan? How many weeks do we have until then? Because there's going to be more episodes between now. No. Well, yes, true. Okay, so it's not. We're not going to limit it to ten. But I'm saying we have more trivia to add before we get there. What I was going to say is, do you have a laptop with a camera where we could simultaneously record and Facebook Live it? I do. I have an Apple. Will you take that? To, Absolutely. We'll why don't we do in. that? Why don't we Facebook Live an episode yep. so that Banks and Emily can be there, and we'll also record it the way we record every episode Beautiful. and release it, you know, the following Tuesday. If you if you think that those two things can sync up editing wise, we'll do it. Well, they may not sync up, but that's the beauty because the Facebook Live is not something we can save. We'll just release it, and anybody that wants to it's watch saved. live, it's Facebook. They save everything. Oh, they do. Well. They record well, all of our According to Cong yeah, yeah. Congress. The Congress is upset about it. But we can Facebook Live it for people that want to see it there in the moment, but we'll also do audio and release it as a regular episode the Absolutely. following I week. just think that, look, the wedding's going to be a blast. By the way, I found out last night it's open bar. It's not just beer and wine. <laughs> Hallelujah, holla back. Because <laughs> your boy doesn't drink like that with the beers and the wine. Although if they had these two beers, you'd probably be fine. I would, and I, I would definitely give a hey, shout-out. Uh, Emily, out. can we get some Saison DuPont at the <laughs> wedding for uh, Austin? We're going to need some Julius Ector Premium <laughs> Vice beer. It's not vegan, but do they have that in California? <laughs> uh, Gluten-free. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think we could pit Banks and Emily against each other. That could other. be fun. It 
they love each other. We and we we it would be fun to do a different format, no Sopranos, live guests, trivia. That could be the <clears throat> jumping off point. We need to figure out where this thing could take us. And if we maybe it, you know, knowing us, we may not really be disciplined enough to sit down and write trivia questions. Maybe maybe we have them both pitch their ideal Andy Griffith porno parody script. <laughs> I knew that's where this was going. We do have the discipline to go back and write trivia questions. Oh, no. We'll we see. absolutely do. But if you really just want to say, okay. All right, tiebreaker. In lieu of trivia. Tiebreaker, if they, if they tie on the trivia, best Andy Griffith porno script parody. Go. It can't be script. It, you have to choose a character. Okay. You say, pick your character, who's best fit for it. And that doesn't necessarily even be porn star. Yeah. Just who's your best and, and choose from there. But anyways, it would be a whole bunch of fun. We got great fans. Everyone we've mentioned, we got a, somebody in the UK. Somebody in the UK. Shout are out we, to that person. Are we leaving anybody out? I know we mentioned my parents, yours, Banks, Emily. We've got a new one. We got we mentioned Macy. We got well, we got Rusty. We got Rusty. He's a new fan. He's he's messaged us both. He's yeah. loving the show. Oh, and forgive me, Midge. Midge, please send that beer that you promised. Yeah, and then, the we'll, and then we'll plug the brewery. We will plug the brewery. She told us, uh, or told me today, I texted text her last night about 1230. Like, uh, and the beer is where? <laughs> and she had had some mix-ups, but there's some beer coming. Uh, anyways, Midge, big fan, loves yeah. it, in New Orleans. So we got New Orleans, UK, Atlanta. We got people. California. California. We got people listening and of course, right here in Atlanta, and then even though there's only 25 of you, let us repeat. Like, rate, review, share. If, if you really like the show, whether you're related or not, tell other people about it. Even, I mean, if, even if you just... You're, I mean, your, your sister could tell everyone she works with in California, and we would have a huge... We'd have big figures. Thanks, you have a bunch of douchebags friends. <laughs> Let's be real. They're all douchebags. Just tell all your douchebag friends to listen. You're on a college campus. That's that's our honey hole you right can, now. You could tell all of them about it. Emily, you live in LA. We're leaving we're leaving somebody out. I know he listens weekly. Brian. Oh! Brian Hickman. Brian's a big fan. He, te- he in fact, he's the first person that texted me no episode this week. He's probably been so mad for the last five minutes that he <laughs> didn't. St- he stopped listening. Don't stop listening. We. I know you're listening. Is Taylor listening? That cocksucker. You don't know, do you? Let's call him. You want to call him? Let's call him. All right, we're going to do a call, and then we'll wrap this one up. We're going to call him right now. If he hasn't been listening. If he doesn't answer, do you want to pivot to anybody? No, this is going to be it. I'm tired <laughs> of it. I haven't heard anything from him about it. And now we're going to find out why. Dead air. We're ringing. He's probably busy doing a chocolate task. Ugh. (laughs) It's gross to think about, but it might be true. If he doesn't answer, we'll call his girlfriend. Yay. Hello? Hi. Who is this? Taylor's other girlfriend. Is this Carly Megan? No. I'm his other girlfriend. Okay. Well, we have a little dead air working it. Where's Taylor? Um, cast out. 
What? It's only 9.30 or 8.30 your time. He wakes up at 2, like 2.44. Okay. Everybody, so to be fair, Carly. Full disclosure. Full disclosure, Carly. You are on live air. You are a member of the, the podcast, this pod thing of ours right now, live. Yeah. Hello, friends. <laughs> she said, hello, friends. <laughs> Do, we you have a, clearly don't listen to this show. You clearly don't listen to this show. <laughs> we have a question, Carly. Maybe only you could answer. Does Taylor listen? Maybe. Does Taylor listen to our podcast? He started it. I don't know how far he's gotten. He started it, and you don't know how far he's gotten. When did he start When did he start it? When we went up to meet you and be at the varsity. So last week. Okay, so Taylor yeah. is not worthy of he's, any thank yous. He's not. He's not getting an honorable mention on this. He episode. gets no. Honestly, you get more of an honorable mention for <laughs> answering his phone. At this point, you're on the podcast, and you have more of an honorable mention. Don't. <laughs> Carly, we need more from you right now. <laughs> You have wide open air I'm sorry. to shine. I'm trying to like go on the floor right now. What? Stop. Tilly's trying to like go to the bathroom. So their dog, the just to be clear, their dog is trying to go to the bathroom on the floor. Okay. Well, listen. Can you help us to convince Taylor to start listening? With more of commitment. Of course I can't. Please do, and with more uh, oomph. A little bit more uh, bravado. Like yeah. get in, get on the train, Carl. You too. I mean, it's between between us and our siblings, he's the only one really lacking here. You, I mean, Emily's in. Emily's Banks is in. Banks, Brian is in. Emily. I mean, I just said Emily said twice. I said all of them. Yeah, Carly. I tell you what. Here's what we'll do. Can you start listening? Of course I can. I'm done with grad school now. I have no responsibilities. You have no responsibilities <laughs> anymore. So that, that's what good we can because this is a very irresponsible show. <laughs> So what we need you to do is to start listening and, and influence Brother Taylor to start listening more. Can you do that? I can do that. Okay. I have some leeway with him. And tell all your relatives. Tell all your relatives that you don't like <laughs> and that you don't really want to hear anything more from to start listening to. I can do that. All right. Thank you so much, Carly. Would you tell Taylor that I love him and I'm very disappointed at the same time? And that, uh, we... no, he's not fun anymore. I know. Well, it'll, it'll turn around. He's, he's, he's a fun guy. Uh, anywho, we love you. Love you. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> well, when you're used to calling a super fan who knows the lingo, like Superfan Banks, and then you call someone who doesn't know the lingo. Mm-hmm. It it it's it's different. When they hear this later, in a few weeks, if ever, because apparently they're not listening, it's going to be kind of weird. They're not tuned in. They're not tuned in. I love but, I love Carly though. But you know what'll happen? They'll if if they do listen all the way and get here, they'll hear what a super fan call sounds like. Yeah. And they'll go, ah, oh, fuck, we dropped the ball. <laughs> Should have done better. <laughs> what? And the thing that I. Like, I know he, I mean, he'd be like, I have a job. We all have fucking jobs. Yeah. And the thing is, like, 
this is made for Taylor. This is vile. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> it's fart humor. It's got everything. It's just, it's got a little bit. It's got it all. Yeah. Fart humor. Masturbation. Fucking Andy Griffith porn humor. This masturbation. Masturbation some more. I mean, this literally has you, everything that you Taylor... You have told stories about him sealing farts into Gatorade into bottles. Into Gatorade bottles and releasing them into my mother's face. And he doesn't even... He's, he's, he's not even a part he's of it. He's unaware. I'm, I'm suddenly... Dishonorable I'm mention. suddenly... <laughs> he's been discharged. <laughs> the thing is, I'm overwhelmed with sadness now. Yeah. Well, anywho, thank you to everyone who has listened. Do we leave their, anybody out? I would hate. I if, would feel if, so bad if well, we left. It's like the out. Oscar present, the Oscar winning, you know thing. You know who we left out? Who? My biggest fan, the the man who 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 started the Golden Voice. Oh, Sean Hubbard. But I'll be honest. You don't know if he's listening. Probably. I don't think he's listening. Do you want to call him? Too late. We're two hours if in. If we're going to call anybody else to make up for the last phone call, mm-hmm. it needs to be Super Fan Banks. It is episode two. Or you know what? It, let's call Emily. Let's do it. It's it's nine hours later there. It's 641 there. <laughs> She's got to be awake. Certainly not asleep like Taylor because he's got to get to Betty by at seven o'clock. <laughs> but she's not, she, Also, I told her I would call her today. I talked to her yesterday. It's ringing. That's don't. It's a whole other podcast. That's fine. Yeah, she's as big a fan as Banks, and she hasn't gotten to be on the show yet. That's your oven. Why is the oven on? I don't know. Is she really oh, not gonna answer? Come on. You're really. This is episode ten. Episode. Oh, we got straight voice message. Don't, message. don't leave a message. <laughs> this is all gone off. Let's try Banks. We have, to, we have to fix this. Let's try Banks before we quit. People were like, episode 10 was great until they got to the phone calls. <laughs> and then it just wasn't very good anymore. <laughs> I kind of don't want to listen. After two hours, I kind of logged off. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. Oh, shit. I know I saved his number. Hang on. Unfortunately, I can't access it without disrupting the microphone. Got it. We'll see what happens. Oh, good. You do have it saved. I do. This microphone keeps sliding around. Hopefully he's not busy. He might be resting up for Vegas. <laughs> Although he does work at nights, so he might he might be parking cars. What is my oven doing? Well, hello there. Oh, he is here to save the day. <laughs> You're on episode 10. This is a big one because we made it to 10. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is our optimum. Why do we... We tried to call other people banks, and it just... Didn't work. We're trying to spice it up, call some other super fans. Nobody answered. And I was like... Yeah, I, I think by now you'll realize <laughs> I might be one of your guarantees. Well, <laughs> it's the actual only guarantee at this point. Ah. So we actually said we would call you for 10. Have you listened to 7 yet? Yeah. All right. What are your thoughts on the taco choring? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Come on. Full, full disclosure. Do you understand now why we asked if you were eating any ass down there in Florida? <laughs> a little bit. Choc- you were chocolate tasking all over Pensacola. That's yeah. my God blessed fucking oven. It's clean because they were in the ocean. So uh, the, the buttholes salt, are clean. Yeah, saline. The salt water cleans the all, right, bef- all right, before I say anything, you do realize I'm not just out here just licking dirty butthole. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I don't know that. Good God, no. 
Oh, God, I'm going to look like a pedophile to all the thousands and thousands of listeners. <laughs> all 24 of them. <laughs> Are you ready for uh, for uh, Las Vegas, Sir Banks? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, God, yeah. What are you looking forward to the most? Pool. The, the pool. pool. Yeah, we're going to do a pool day on Saturday. Is that really what you're most looking forward to in Vegas? You're gonna... Well, well, I mean, you see a bunch of titties by a pool in Vegas, and you get some bottle service mixing with that, yeah. Bottle I'd service. Say so. We're high rolling. Whoa. We're going big. Going big at the. Y'all are staying at the. The MGM. The, oh, but, MGM. But we have reserved. We've actually bought tickets because there's lines to get into pools because there's only a few open right now. We have bought. I wouldn't say we, I wouldn't say we bought tickets. That's when we got kind of lucky thanks to uh, Mr. Rick Schubert. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he may not want his full name on this show, but that's okay. We'll 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 worry about that later. That's all right. His real name's Dick. It's it's different. <laughs> but yeah, I found out that not every pool is open right now because of the time of year. There's only like eight pools open in Vegas, so the pools that are open are jumping. So if you want to avoid waiting, literally waiting in line to go into the pool, you can get ticket access and go straight to the line. And one of the other guys going on the trip, Rich, has reserved us some tickets for the Cosmopolitan Pool. Whoa. So we're going to go there and hopefully see some bikini boobies or something. Let me ask you this, Banks. Have you, plan- have you planned any sleepwalking? <laughs> you know what? If it happens, I'm sure you'll be the first to hear it. Well, let's just say that it should happen, and it shouldn't be accidental. <laughs> if you sleepwalk, you can play that shit off yeah. all the time. Right? Right. <laughs> These phone calls tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, thank you for, we want, you got the initial shout out. Yeah, on, you did. At the end of episode 10, our, our biggest episode so far, you were the initial super fan and we wanted to make sure that you got some time and we love you for being the number one fan of TPTO WFUCK. Finish it. 98. The bam. <laughs> I said 98. The bam. Well, uh, we will find you the ideal chocolate task recipient out there in Vegas. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Excuse me, me, sweetheart. It's his 21st birthday. Can he eat your asshole? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back from the pool with some truffle butter. Oh, oh truffle no. butter. All right. Love you, man. We'll call you later. All right. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Those were hard. <laughs> Banks did fine. No, it wasn't that. It was just generally, I want to have that outside. I I want to have those phone calls, but they're hard to do. <laughs> and Emily's going to be so disappointed. She's going to hear this and be so disappointed. I know. What's she, what could she possibly be doing right now? Working. Well. It's 640 there. Answer, answer the phone anyways. She should. I mean, what's the job? Anyways, thank you again. Episode 10. It's been probably our longest. Slog through it. It was yeah. a good time. I don't think we're going to edit anything. No, nothing's getting edited. And when we come back <laughs> in two two weeks, right? No, well, this is going to go out Tuesday, next week, Tuesday, the two, the first Tuesday in May, I yeah. think. Um, and then we'll we'll record and we will recap the the Vegas the shenanigans from Vegas, the Hickman Vegas trip. We'll see what happens. It's going to be great. We'll get some video of the uh, chocolate tasking. That would app if we had a visual to go with Banks's 
21-year-old asshole-eating contest like it's an apple pie at the fair. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for 10 episodes. We're going to do some more. It's going to get great. You're going to make us millionaires. We'll see you guys for episode 11. Until then, uh, it's the Laugh Man and the Golden Voice for WFUCK. Love Stay tuned for traffic and weather until here comes Shine Down. (laughs) 